Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is some bull jab. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. Uh, today is a very, very special episode uh, because Nayashi's not here. Uh, he won't be joining us today. Uh, we're going old school on this bitch. Um, he recently, he, he says, uh, quote, our bid was accepted on a house, uh, followed by about to be a broke ass bitch soon. And then, uh, today he messaged us saying he's going to be doing things related to the house today. So he won't be joining us. Unfortunately, uh, we're going old school, but, uh, you know, still gonna, still gonna have some fun. Uh, before we get into the topics, I'd like to thank our lovely, lovely patrons, Badriana, Britton Clark, Infrax, Hawaiian, Auscultation, I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Minaria, OG, Killcast, Oponism, Slytech, and Talus X Septum. Thank you guys and everybody else who supports us on Patreon and who supports us on our individual streams. We appreciate you guys so much for supporting the homies. Um, all right. We're going to get into the topics. The first thing we have here is the class PVE changes, which, man, I wish Nayashi was here. Because yeah. there were a lot of Maywas on Reddit, <laughs> I noticed. Dude, I never understand <laughs> that. Like, if... All right. Here's the thing. They released class changes for, let's see, one, two, three, um, four, five, six classes, technically eight specs. Obviously, that's not... They're not like, all right, cool, we're done with class changes, everyone's balanced. Like, I, I never understand why people would be upset knowing, like, there's probably going to be more changes. They're just upset because they didn't get theirs first. Yeah, I guess so. It's just crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was like the top comment on Reddit too. Is a, a Maywa just like, oh, guess Maywa's perfect then, huh? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my I saw that. god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, really, we should all just be thankful Sork didn't get another round of massive buffs. Yeah, really. That's the uh, the normal play. So yeah, um, a few classes got buffed in PVE, and uh, it's been kind of a long time coming. We had a bunch of PVE buffs like months and months ago, but for most of the classes, it wasn't enough. A few of them like feel really good now, but a few of them uh, do not. So these changes are really nice. Uh, Ranger Awakening got some changes. Uh, some fairly significant ones uh breezy blade got buffed flow tempest got buffed nature's tremble got buffed um and then the number of hits regeneration went up by three which is kind of nice and they also got 30 percent crit on that and pve only so the ranger ones are kind of nice for ranger awakening they they also have these little notes i want to mention these because they're also like these notes are fun to read because half the time they just piss off the people that play that class um, so I'm going to go ahead and read these. While most of the Rangers awaken, Awakening Ranger skills are powerful, they are designed with a long cooldown. Therefore, many adventurers who use a main weapon skill rather than Awakening skill were 
uh, due to the long cooldown when hunting that had to damage through the use of skill continuously. To improve this, we adjusted the PvE damage to the amount of the awakening skills that can help with hunting so you can consistently inflict damage. So I think this is like, I think what they mean to say is you don't want to have to go to the bow as much. Yeah, that's what it seems like. So they got a big round of buffs like a while back, which did help them a lot. And then, um, and some cooldown reductions. So this, this should be nice. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure rangers won't be happy because rangers are never really happy people ever. But uh, these are interesting buffs. Uh, Tamer. So Tamer got succession buffs. Uh, they did not get awakening buffs. Feels bad. Um, but the succession PvE buffs are also kind of nice. Prime Bolt Wave got a massive buff. Um, Prime Earth Lightning or Lightning of Earth. Um, all around Spinner. Prime Surging Tide. All around Spinner is kind of funny too because when it first came out, the Awakening one got buffed. So the succession one was like worse for a while. And now they're, I guess, the same or similar. Uh, Prime Surging Tide got buffed. And then they, um, I don't know, had like some bug fixes kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Succession Tamer. So the one guy that plays that is pretty hype. Um, Musa. Rough. That one guy is in my guild. <laughs> Kerr, Kerr said that he actually does like Succession. But here's the thing. I'm going to point this out with a couple of these classes. Tamer being one of them. Kuno when we get to it. These classes need an ability to pull mobs. Without the ability to pull mobs, it makes it very difficult to be efficient in a lot of the grind spots. So, um, Tamer, even if it just deletes everything, is is always going to feel a little bit bad if it can't pull or attract mobs in a timely manner. So, hopefully that gets changed or adjusted or looked at soon. They actually have given a few classes, um, Zerker and Guardian, like, pull skills kind of recently. So, hopefully they do it with more. But, um... Yeah, that would help a lot with Tamer. These damage buffs are nice. They'll make a difference. But a lot of the time you're stuck waiting for mobs to walk to you because they either get CC'd or they do an attack when you go to aggro them. So yeah, some sort of pull ability would be nice. Uh, Musa. Musa's succession uh, got a bunch of buffs. They buffed Prime Gale. Um, they buffed... Uh, Prime Carver a little bit. They buffed Prime Divider. They also gave uh, Divider 50% crit in PvE. Um, Cyclone Sa uh, Slash got buffed as well. Um, also had an increase in its uh, critical hit chance from 30 to 50. Um, the PvE of Blind Slash got buffed. Um, and they also changed the PvE damage of Prime Rising Storm skill. Uh, during the cooldown, it was increased 36%. So when you spam Rising Storm while it's on cooldown, it does a little bit more damage. Um, the PvP damage is the same. Uh, and then Awakening also got some buffs below the belt. Okay, let me read. Let me read this uh, prime their prime note real quick. Currently, most of the legendary Nusa adventurers are hunting in a way that uh, only repeatedly uses the Kang Yong Orium skill, and this would could make hunting feel monotonous. Therefore. We have adjusted the content of PvE damage and critical strike probability of the strong wind skill so that monotonous hunting does not repeat. <laughs> That's so well put. And we have improved so that you do not feel that it is a loss even if you obtain the silent mental buff effect through the river angle river cut skill. Got that all down, Rez? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So there you go. It won't be as monotonous if uh, you can use more than one ability to grind. 
Um, below the belt got buffed and uh, Musa Awakening. So Musa is one of the of uh, two classes. Yeah, I think that got uh, both Awakening and Succession buffs. So below the belt got pretty big damage buff. Crust Crusher got pretty big damage buff. Um, the Summoning Strike of the PVE damage of Projection now has a hundred percent critical hit rate and also got a massive buff um, from eight nineteen percent times eleven to fourteen oh three. Um, they fixed the bug where core projection was doing double the damage. So that's no longer a thing. Um, the PVE damage of the flow dash slash skill has been increased. The number of additional hits has been changed as follows. So flow dash slash has more hits um, and does more additional damage. Um, flow foul play does more additional damage. And then they kind of like redid Nemesis slash. So Nemesis slash now has uh, independent damage and is called flow Nemesis slash. And it looks a little bit different. Um, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's weird because their notes don't really mention it. Oops. Uh, let me post this in the Discord so you can see it, Res. But yeah, basically, Nemesis Slash does a lot more damage per hit now, and um. It has a little bit different text, requires fewer skill points, requires a lower level, and is called Flow Nemesis Slash, and yeah. So, I don't know. I, I haven't, I don't know any Musas that's actually tested it to see if it feels any different as far as like how it works mechanically, but yeah, the numbers are higher, so there you go. Uh, Witch and Wizard didn't get anything. By uh, the way, I just wanted to point out, so I, I asked Allman Guild Chat, he is like very anti uh, succession tamer. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Do the PVE changes make you want to try it out at all?" And he was like, "He said no. Most people think that Awakening is still going to be better in PVE after the changes." Yeah, I could see that. Which rough. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Kunuichi, Kunuichi got some interesting interesting changes as well a couple bug fixes um flow shock and rise got a damage buff um the cooldown was reduced from six seconds to five um it now connects with uh the moonstorm skill which is the new awakening skill that they have they also removed collision from half moon slash which is really nice actually both in pve and pvp can be really nice get you out of a bind um then the PVE damage of Wheel Wrath got changed a little bit. Flow Indignation got a big buff. Um, Moonstorm, which is the new Awakening skill, got a damage buff for PVE. Spin Spree got a slight damage buff. Uh, Chain Crash got a slight damage buff. And also a 5% increase in critical hit damage for 10 second buff um, was added to Chain Crash. Um, so yeah, this thing is kind of like similar. So I, I only have two real issues with the changes that they got. I think most of them are good. Um, chain crash, I wish that crit buff lasted for either the full duration of chain crash's cooldown or lower the cooldown of chain crash. And then the second one is Kunoichi needs a pulling ability and it'll feel a lot better. Um, right now pulling on it feels, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel anything because it doesn't exist, but, um, Let's see what let's see what the uh, devs had to say about it. Awakening Kunoichi often moved to the rear of the monsters using his main weapon skill, which caused the inconvenience of switching back to Awakening. In order to reduce this, the collision was eliminated when using Half Moon Slash skill, so that even in Awakening state, it was easily or possible to easily attack the rear. In addition, we've increased the PV damage amount of skills other than, I believe, Spin Spree. 
so that they can continuously inflict damage even in the absence of spin spree. I'm gonna guess that means spin spree because since that's the only skill that does damage. Uh, so yeah, kind of nice changes. I'm actually excited to try those as a uh, downtrodden as I've been on the class. Yeah, you you ready to drop Sage yet? I'm pretty bored of Sage. It, it definitely needs uh the rest of its kit and Awakening. I'm trying to hold out though. Trying. You did guarantee me and Ayashi that you would at least make it to the Awakening. We'll see. Uh, Dark Knight, <laughs> so <laughs> Dark Knight Succession got some damage buffs. Uh, in PVE, Prime Spirit Legacy, Prime Lunacy of Vidir, Twilight Dash, Pervasive Darkness. Um, they also added uh, crit to Prime Wheel of Fortune and crit to Cam Sylvan Slash uh, for PVE only. So that's kind of nice. Um, I, I spoke to some Dark Knights and most are not like unhappy with their kill speed. Obviously it's not like top tier, but they're not like bad. So these changes are, are nice, but they're not like, you know, they're not like, uh, like Musa's and Tamers and Kunos that are crying about their PV all the time. They're like pretty okay with it. But, um, yeah, some are kind of surprised that they got buffs, but is what it is. Um, Awakening also got buffed. Uh, Seed of Catastrophe got a big buff. Uh, Root of Catastrophe got a big buff. Um, Shattering Darkness, Flow Bombardment, both got buffs, and Unveiled Fate as well. Um, let's see, they say, we have increased the PvE damage of the Awakening Dark Knight's main skill, Seed of Disaster, the Shattering Dark skill, and the skill linked to the skill, so that you can see higher efficiency in PvE if you do not change the Awakening skill mechanism significantly. In addition, the damage amount of Dagger of Destiny has also been increased the effectiveness of the advanced skill dagger of destiny uh and then lastly uh mystic succession got some pve buffs thunder pound uh got a buff for pve tornado kick and soul basher and they added 50 percent crit to rage hammer and 25 crit uh to prime roaring tiger uh, this one is funny because I actually see a lot of people saying, asking like, why would they buff Mystic Succession and not Awakening? But Awakening is actually as good, if not better than Succession ever since the PVE buffs a while back, plus the new ability. Mystic Awakening is actually like not, it's not worse than Succession. If worst case, it's, it's the same. Um, but Typically speaking, like you can get as much, even more, or even more on Awakening than you can on Succession. So, um, yeah, maybe Awakening will need to be buffed now. Maybe now it'll be separate, and Suck will definitely be better. But I don't know. Right now, they're actually not. Suck's not better. It was better on launch, but they buffed Awakening, and everyone just forgot because no one plays it. Is it time for the return of H two O Frosty? Frosty H two O, dude? No. Um, <laughs> no. No, I do miss playing Awakening Mystic, but nah, it's not PVE that I need on it. I need some other stuff. Uh, what what would have to change on Mystic for you to want to go try it out again? Oh, it's it's funny. You should ask. I have a document here called Mystic Dream Patch Notes to make Frosty return. Let's read through this. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mystic Dream Patch Notes to make Frosty return. Here we go. Prey Hunt cooldown increase from 6 seconds to 10 seconds and make it stiffen on good hits again. That would help me return. Spiral Torpedo Knockdown. These are, like, pretend as if these were patch notes in the actual patch. All right, Spiral Torpedo Knockdown has been removed from the skill and Super Armor added, 
and then they change the score the the core skill from spiral torpedo to add um knockdown on good hits so you swap it so it has super armor by default and if you want the core skill that adds the knockdown instead of vice versa um that way you could take a different core skill and stop protection on spiral um increase the pvp damage by 10 percent on the following skills tidal burst rapid stream sea burial rising dragon dragon shatter increase the pvp damage by five percent on wave orb remove the stun make it fully protected and bonus patch but prob too much twisted collision now as frontal guard while using skill let me add a little addendum here just like striker has striker has still there we go and uh yeah th those are my dream patch notes so that's that or something along those lines would uh bring me back to uh awakening mystic also it wouldn't be the worst thing if double flash cooldown got reduced 15 seconds for your movement ability is actually kind of hilarious do you want to hear my tamer ones? I made tamer ones too. <laughs> Do you just have one for every single class no, you played? No, just, just the classes that I miss playing that need buffs or I'll never play them again. All right, so this is labeled tamer dream patch notes to make Frosty roll back and make Kerr less sad. So these are legendary beast dance, black turtle, S plus R and B has been redesigned. So this is like, if anyone knows tamer, they have four different versions of their R and B ability. Um, so the SRMB version has been redesigned and will now aggro mobs in a large area when used. Increase the attack range of the following skills by 25%. Garuda, Moonlight Strike, Flow Full Moon, All Around Spinner, Soaring Strike, Echo Pierce. Oh, I spelled Pierce wrong, called it Peace. Echo Pierce, Ultimate Echo Pierce, Flow Ascension, Beast Rampage, Flow Intimidation. And then uh, Cloud Stomping has been changed from Super Armor to Invincible while using and the cooldown has been increased to 13 seconds. And the PvP damage of the following skills increased by 5 to 10%. And it's just a bunch of the uh, Robombs that now don't do damage after the damage ratio changes. So, also, I put a, uh, a, a little uh, addendum to the, the passive, you know, Tamer's famous passive. So, mm -hmm. in this patch note, it says, Tamer's fortune blessing passive has changed. LT has been removed. HP has increased to 100. All DP plus 25 has been added. Um... And then I put another little thing for the people that hate fighting against tamers. When tamers control impaired hailing can no longer CC the enemy targets. Which I think is fair. If they got all these buffs, they'd give up that pet CC in a second. Done and done, dude. Yeah, I gotta make one for, um... It's another class that I would like to go back to. Sork, Ninja... Oh, yeah. Kuno, Kuno Awakening. <laughs> Kuno Awakening. Yeah. No, Sork is good, I just... I probably should be playing Sork. Yeah. Those are just for fun patch notes, but you know. One day. One day. One day indeed. I didn't forget the PvE buffs. Those uh, attack ring. I gave it an aggro skill and a, and a pull ability. Like a, or a, a fat aggro skill and 25% uh, AoE size. Dude, it's damage is fine in PvE. It just can't fucking pull and it only hits three mobs in a pack. <laughs> it's actual damage is fine. Like if it got those buffs in PvE, it would it would feel so much better. Um, all right. On to the next thing. So that's the PvE buffs. I know a lot of people are mad their class was not included in these Global Labs PvE buffs, but it's there's probably going to be more changes. It would be my guess. Would you would you say that's a safe assumption? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Listen, I just hope that they buff the PvE damage of both Prime Spin and Rabom Spin on Zerker, because it's definitely necessary for that to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that class needs real help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll they'll change those soon here. You never know. I think they'll probably they're probably not gonna touch succession. I don't know. Maybe they will, but I doubt it. But they probably will buff awakenings PVE. Um, what they'll do to it, I'm not quite sure. What but. what do they need to do to awakening PVE to buff it? Because it's not like uh, that far behind, is it? No, not really. Um, especially with the new skill, I think it's, I think it's fairly competitive with Succession after the new skill. Although I haven't tested it, it's only from things that I've heard. Um, I don't know. I I really don't. I'm I'm really not sure. I think just some bonus damage on a couple of their bigger like AOE's that are like used already would probably be fun. I don't know. Maybe make blasting do a little bit more damage in PvE. Dev is probably fine. It already does quite a bit. I don't know. Maybe you make that do a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ground lifting already does a pretty decent amount. It's really the main reason nobody grinds an awakening berserker is because it's such a high APM compared to succession. <laughs> like that's really all it is. Like, I don't yeah. know. In order to get Berserkers to start grinding and awakening again, you would have to make it like so much better in terms of your like trash per hour. Um, cause that would be the the cost, right? So it's like, yeah, Berserkers can grind in succession. It's a little bit worse in terms of your efficiency, but it's like way chill. But then you can do awakening if you want, which is higher APM. You can't really go full brain dead like you can in succession. But you get a little bit extra out of it as compensation, right? And I'm not saying it has to be like suck striker levels, just you know, a little bit better than succession, which I think right now they're around the same. If not, succession is a little bit more if you're actually tryharding. Yeah, I think I don't think it needs to be more. I mean, it's just a playstyle choice at that point. Like if they've just pulled the same, but one of them's more sweaty, I think that's fine. I don't know. Um, I like for me, I actually really enjoy grinding on Kuno, and I would be kind of like it would be nice. I'd still take it, but if they buffed Awakening and Suck Kuno to where it was like really efficient and really chill, then it would be like then I to me anyway, the fun would be taken out of the grind because I actually do enjoy grinding on it. It's just so wildly inefficient that it feels bad. <laughs> but I would be fine with it. Um, if it just felt better, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some dream PV. I, I'm a little bit bummed out, and I'm sure some of these other classes feel the same. Um, like Tamer, for example. I know Tamer's not happy that they didn't get PV buffs in Awakening. Uh, I'm kind of bummed out that uh, Kuna didn't get PV buffs for Succession, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Succession doesn't feel very good right now at all compared to any other class. So it's like, I don't know why it didn't get any changes either but maybe down the road i don't know like i said these aren't done i'm sure there's going to be more there's other classes that are in a bind lately so we'll see uh all right moving on uh this is kind of the big this is the big big news of the week although class changes are nice because they've been on a break from class changes for a minute so it's like a relief to finally get some uh so we'll see what happens. But um, node war changes. 
Um, so they revamped Node Wars again a little bit or a lot of it. Um, I'm trying to think of how how much of this write up I should go through. Maybe I should just go through all of it so I don't forget anything. Yeah, probably would be safer to just go through all of it for the people who don't like read the uh, global lab stuff. All right, so <clears throat> I'm going to preface this with KR this last week uh, halted Node Wars. They had a preseason that lasted four weeks um, with the new Node War changes. And then uh, they're getting like a week break from Node Wars. And then I guess it's coming back with some new changes. Um, so all of these are based on their feedback and how those Node Wars went and what they saw during the four weeks that KR was in their preseason. So basically a beta test, which is kind of like, just because no one's going to go, go, we talked about this before, Rez, but no one's going to go in Global Labs really in Node War. So no, this kind of is how they happen. Yeah, they kind of have to test it this way. Um, but I'm actually really glad that some of these changes are coming before we get it because some of the issues seemed pretty stale. So I want to real quick go over some of the issues that I learned. Um, I was asking someone about this, but some of the multiple issues. So one, there were starting nodes. And uh, starting nodes, so for example, I'm looking at my map at Camasilv uh, Temple. Right. Let's say that was a starter node and you'd expand up to Ancient Ruins Excavation Site and then you can expand up to Ancient Fissure and then up to uh, Canyon of Corruption or, or wherever. Yeah. You can like keep going. So you, you had to start at starting nodes. You had you to start at starting nodes. Yeah. So here was the weird issue is some of these guilds, so one, people were just avoiding each other because there were so many nodes in general. So you could actually just have like the, the map supported like 15 to 20 guilds all having multiple nodes without ever having a fight which is a problem and then the other thing is if let's say i was able to climb all the way up to like elric shrine so now i'm five nodes removed from that starter node and someone takes out my base on that starter node right and then someone else comes the next node war day and takes them out on that starter node now, they're not going to get to you for multiple days, like multiple wars. They literally just can't because they have to keep starting on that starter node. So if I'm up here on Elric Shrine and I've already lost like Ancient Ruins Excavation and Camasilv Temple, like now I have to wait multiple node war days before someone can even attack me because there's no connection to my node. So it's like, yeah, there was a bunch of times people kind of got stuck on their nodes and couldn't even fight. So that's like one of the issues. Um... The other, I guess there were a lot of bugs with like respawns and stuff that they're fixing as well or fixed. Um, and then, yeah, there just was too many nodes and people weren't really fighting. All right, so here, here's what they said kind of about some of the changes and what they're doing going forward. Uh, the preseason was held for about four weeks. Thanks again for all the adventures who participated. Also, a lot of people sent various opinions through various routes, such as the official website and inquiries. We are currently working on further improvements based on this valuable opinion, um, and they will be introduced directly to the official server starting next week. Thank you again to everyone who gave feedback. First of all, based on the Korean server, uh, the preseason was held. The number of adventurers who had participated during the process has increased by about 2.26 times, especially on Sundays held in all regions. 8,033 people participated and enjoyed base war. The number of participants increased, but the number of guilds before occupying more than one base decreased slightly. Unlike the previous base battles, this part was largely due to the fact that the number of people was not limited. It is judged 
uh, because the starting point was limited. Therefore, we reduced the total number of bases so that more guilds can have an enjoyable or can have more enjoyable battles. It was also decided to remove the concept of a starting point. In fact, we have given some meaning to the fact that more guilds occupied even through small opportunities in base battles. It was judged that the reducing the total number of bases could induce more active battles even through the previously accumulated data. As it progresses every day, we deliberately set more and proceeded the preseason so that you don't feel too tired for this struggle. Um, however, this since this preseason, a lot of people had voiced requests to reduce the number of bases. Especially in this part, the benefit of winning the base battle is also important and we want a more interesting battle. Based on your opinion, We've decided to reduce the total number of bases by about 30%, so from 107 nodes down to 76. However, if it's determined that it's insufficient, depending on the situation, um, they will add more in the middle of the season this time and not wait till the end, if it ends up being too few. Uh, they say also, as the number of base decreases so that more and more minority guilds can cope with this situation, we plan to increase the number of members of the Federation, which means uh, alliance, to a maximum of 200, However, the number of participants of the base war is limited to 100. Um, so before I get to the next few things, let's talk about these couple of things. So first thing, the node war reduction size. This is still something that I feel like is a problem on our own server, and we don't even have the node war changes, but there's just too many nodes. There's yeah. way too many nodes. So they're reducing it from 107 to 76. Uh, when we get this, hopefully we get the already reduced amount and don't have to test with way too many nodes at first. Um, but I think that that's a really good thing just to force people to fight or like even after you win a node like now all the other people since there's no starting nodes you can kind of start anywhere Um, you'll be able to like go and attack other people like way more often and people will be way more close and scrunched together Um, so that's kind of interesting the other thing and I have a feeling you and I are going to disagree on this but they plan to increase the number of members uh, for an alliance to a maximum of 200, but still only allow up to 100 people in base wars. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really see how that's supposed to solve the problem that they mentioned. I don't think it's necessarily a bad change. Because to me, basically what that's saying is that hey, now that there's no caps, you're going to want to try as hard as you can to get to 100 people. So we're going to have alliances increase to 200, mm -hmm. but then only allow 100 people to war, which makes sense, uh, I suppose, in that regard. But I, I still just feel like it would make more sense to just leave guilds at 100 and alliances at 100 and cut down Nodor participation to 50, personally. But I suppose this is a a weird, almost doing that kind of change. That was exactly but my thought. I was kind like, of forces you to do the alliance system, which is kind of shitty. But I suppose it has relatively the same effect, although not really having the same effect in terms of uh, you're still gonna have hundred people, which is harder to do than fifty. Yeah, this is literally like kind of what we were talking about, except. I get instead of making it so you can only have 50 people in a guild or 100 or whatever 50 people at wars it's 100 um yeah it's literally what we said but doubled and it requires the alliance system right which is like so like i i kind of like it but i i kind of don't at the same time yeah so you and i differ i actually really really like the alliance system i think the alliance system is awesome 
And I think uh, specifically the problem that this solves is like, if you have, I'm just gonna use guilds, hopefully none of them get offended on our server as examples. But let's say um, Crawling Chaos and Relevance are two relatively, or uh, not Relevance, Crawling Chaos and uh, Frequency are two relatively strong um, competitive node war guilds. And they probably can bring anywhere from 50 to 60 people. Right now, if they wanted to do an alliance, because they have like 75 to 100 members, they would literally have to kick people out to form an alliance. And then in order to bring 100 people, you're forcing or trying your best to force all 100 Every people to show up person. to your mandatory days. Yeah. yeah. So now for them, they could alliance, have 180 people in their guild, and only 50% of them have to show up to be competitive. Because you don't really need to bring 100 people. Most people are not going to bring 100 people every day. But if you could bring 80 or 75 or 90, and it's only 50% of your total roster, it'll be way easier. <clears throat> yeah. Um, for us, it'll be way easier. Like in, in Apocalypse, like we're, f we're full on both sides. And to be able to open up slots, um, not only for the Alliance to be able to actually bring more people, but also so we have room for friends that can't node war or on a temporary break and you don't want to have to kick them out. Yeah. That's that's something that I thought about as well. Uh is like if even if you don't really want to do like an alliance with another node war guild, what you could do actually now with this change is you actually could have like a PvP and a PvE side, but yeah. like still be, you know, technically together, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. And 200's a lot. And uh, like, I don't know, in, in our guild, we kind of, everyone almost exclusively uses Alliance chat. So I, just the community being, the idea of it being even bigger is actually kind of hype to me. To be able to find more people to do like Castle Ruins or Tauros or like more people available for GVGs or when you ask questions, there's just literally a larger pool of people to help you out or talk to you about stuff. I, I'm actually kind of hyped for um yeah but this is also going to have another effect which is kind of bad which is there's going to be less guilds on nodes because now what they're what you're doing essentially is every two guilds every every two forts what would have been two forts is now going to be one right which is again why i feel like i would have just rathered them say Node Wars are now capped at 50. So you I, can have 100 people in your guild slash alliance, but 50 people show up to Node War. I also agree, but I, I, I mean, I agree I would rather that change. Although that change, I don't know, I'm not sure if like it's something they've ever even thought about. But I don't think it's either like, oh, there were going to be two, now there's one. I actually think in a lot of cases, there were going to be zero, and now there's one. Because... In the case of like two small guilds, they just won't show up because they're not going to be able to fight. And now they actually might if they have an alliance. Right. But like even in the example you gave with like frequency and calling chaos, that would have been two guilds. But yeah. then in a theoretical situation where they form an alliance to try and cap 100 people with a 200 person alliance, now that's one. Yes, but I don't think there's going to be more of that than the amount of guilds that just aren't participating because they can't bring people like hex back in the day like if we had an alliance like remember we kind of tried to do alliances not not alliance but we tried to do like uh you know i don't know you like bring another guild like it was like literally Pseudo the only way to fight yeah otherwise we yeah. we're just gonna get shit stomped every time by vix you had to 
you had to drop with like a partner essentially yeah i don't know i i kind of i like i mean yes i agree though i wish it was 100 people and only 50 cap which i also think would help reduce just issues during node war in general if there's fewer people um yep. But we I, literally we literally had someone leave our guild the other day because we keep having more and more people join. So now we're doing like 50 mans and we're desperately trying to avoid 60s because we don't want to fight like APOC and digital and shit. And we literally had someone leave because they were like, I don't want to do anything more than 30s because anything more than 30s just becomes a million fucking suck wizards. And yeah. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> that That is the other issue. Um. All right, so moving on from, from this, uh, in addition today, we want to guide you through three big changes we're working on. First, the anger system is introduced before the base. The rage accumulates when killed or killed during battle with a gauge dedicated to stronghold warfare. If more than a certain level is accumulated, you can instantly add a powerful buff to all guild members. Basically, the rage gauge is designed to accumulate faster on guilds that have died more. Through this, we are preparing a powerful buff that can be used strategically or aiming at a reversal momentarily. Um, so this is the way I understand it is if you're getting farmed on your base, um, if you're getting farmed on your base, you'll actually be able to like counter push if you're just getting shit on because you'll get some fancy buff that'll help you push a guild off of you. Uh, I don't know how long or how long it's going to take to actually get the rage gauge um but you know i don't know it's there um or, or even what it'll do how powerful it is but it'll be a momentum swing like there's 2v2s like a lot of times in 2v2s like a guild once it's like being pressured and it gets down to like the point of dying like it only snowballs out of control to so i actually think it's kind of interesting to have some sort of a handicap that like lets you push them off one more time to maybe change the battle or the outcome of the battle I think could be kind of interesting I actually like this idea a lot um they said we've also been constantly adding devices that allow guilds to have little strength to continue changing as we progress through base warfare the constant addition of various annexes uh, was also aimed at maintaining the same direction. We hope that the rage system added this time can also be a device for this. No matter how much you die or die like the red battlefield rule, you have an opportunity to contribute to the team by acquiring a large score with one chance. We plan to increase the number of devices that uh, even relatively weak guilds can reverse against other guilds. The second role is, um, I believe this is siege, but siege guild before the occupation. Now if you win, before the occupation, you don't receive the tax, you can convert some tax into points. By consuming these points, you can use the manor buff that is maintained on all servers for a week. For example, the Castle Lord of Calpheon consumes points to increase the drop rate of certain hunting grounds in Calpheon territory to some extent. It is a method for increasing attack power or defense power, and the remaining points can be converted back to tax and received. In other words, you have the option uh, of granting benefits to your province using taxes. Uh, then, before the occupation war begins, by adding a way to check the support level of general adventurers, such as voting, we plan to grant special benefits to the guilds that receive the highest ratings. Uh, in this way, a Holy Lord guild that can be called as the most powerful guild in Black Desert, I started with the constant thoughts about what role and what kind of authority or honor I could give, in particular as if we gave the winner title Supreme Honor qualification as a technical instructor of at the window of Arsha. This is translation's like the worst so it's i don't know 
I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but it sounds like like castle holders will basically have sliders similar to their tax ones where they can buff the benefits of the region um, for not just their own guild, but for everybody. That's at least how I'm understanding it. And if people like the buffs that the people are giving, then you can vote for them and they can, I don't know, become a supreme commander something or other um, if they have the most votes. So maybe they'll have more control to sliders or control for longer allow other buffs i don't know um so that's kind of interesting and then um it says lastly it is the the siege guild base battle currently if the castle is occupied it is not possible to proceed with the base battle therefore we plan to provide a dedicated base battle for siege guild to confront on a specific day of the week it will probably be a new form not a way of destroying citadel also when you win uh it'll be a form that gives most benefits to the province However, please understand that Siege uh, Guild base battle requires a little more time to develop, not one to two weeks. So this sounds like they're going to, if you own a castle, you'll be able to do a node war at some point during the week that's like scheduled specifically for castle guilds or siege guilds rather. Um, so you don't have to just sit for the entire week. In addition to this, the number of guilds participating before the base war begins is blind. The ranking of the fields is hidden when participation is uh, in the base war is confirmed. Uh, new siege weapons such as tanks, fortresses, convenience of construction, annexes are being improved in parallel to make a more interesting base battle. We will work hard to develop it quickly. So this part is interesting because this is how I was talking with uh, my guild about this and they understand this uh, as this. Basically, before you're locked in, uh, right now you can like look at a base. Like if, if Moretti Plantation is going to have a war tonight, you can click on it or hover over it and it'll tell you how many forts are built. The problem with this, all right, the benefit of this is you can find a, a fort with a bunch of, or a, a node with a bunch of forts and try to get a fight, right? If you see like four or five forts, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to place there. That sounds fun. The problem is the opposite is what most people do is they see there's bases there and they avoid it entirely. So they start placing other places and guilds dodge other guilds, snipe guilds try to look for empty forts so they could just snipe. So now you're not going to be able to see that um, at all. It's not going to show you how many forts are there until you're completely locked in. The other thing, um, and again, this one might, I it could be wrong, but the ranking of the fields is hidden. Sounds like um, when you actually go to guild rankings on war channels, you're no longer going to be able to see who's there based on their rankings. So if for people that actually like do building or like try to look for other guilds or find out who's there. Oftentimes you go to the guild rank page and you see who the highest level is like, oh, there's 45 people from Corrupt on our channel. So Corrupt's on this channel. Like now I think if I'm understanding this correctly, it's no longer going to show the ranks on war channels until wars are locked in. Which is kind of interesting and cool. So this will create, one, it'll be way more difficult to snipe because now you're going to have to snipe completely randomly. Um, unless a guild has already won the base and you know for sure they're there. Um, and two, it, it might it might just cause a lot more like random fights. Um, so, we'll see. Why don't they just build on an alt level 49? It's not the building. It's not the builder that you're looking for. It's like normally like a little while before a war, you'll see like 30 people from the same guild. So it's not a builder that you're looking for. You're just looking for like any of their guild, like an amount. Yeah. So it's like you, if you're a builder, you swap to like Kalfion 1 to place on a node, 
And then you see that there's like five Cho Nation, including their builder, on that channel. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hold on now. <laughs> I might want to go somewhere else. <laughs> right. So on the, the ranking thing, I don't know for sure if that's how that works. That's how it sounds to me. I don't know what other ranking field would be hidden. Um, but the amount of forts being blind, what are your thoughts on that as a guy who builds every once in a while? I don't mind it. It's pretty whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think... I had this thought a while back. Should they make it to where whenever you win a node... Like, your fort is actually just still there, like, the next week. Like, and that's where, like, that's an actual fort that just stays on the node. And so you can, like, if you node war that same day the next week, then you have to go defend that, essentially. Well, I mean, in the new system, that is how it works. Is your, it? Yeah, your fort doesn't disappear unless you, like, have 10 forts, and then, or more than 10. Like, you literally just have your forts for forever. They have to be attacked. Oh, I wasn't aware that that's how it worked in the new system. Yeah, but in our current system, I do like that idea. My only thing would be the way people avoid everyone is like you might just be stuck forever if you couldn't tear it down. Like would you not being able to build on that day somewhere else, like if someone was like, yeah, we don't want to fight Cho Nation and Cho Nation built on Camasil Temple and just every week they're just stuck there. <laughs> it would kind of suck. Sounds like justice. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know in uh, in the in the current system, like, or sorry, on the on their updated system. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no there's it doesn't reset weekly because you can have up to ten forts, and in order to have ten forts, you have to have node ward three times a week for at least three and a half weeks because you can only war three times a week if you own a province. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't think you ever really lose your fort. Like, that was the thing that was crazy, is I was looking at the KR map, and there was actually, like, four guilds, maybe five guilds, that had six nodes. And I was like, uh-oh, that's a problem. Like, they're just not getting any fights whatsoever on KR. I mean, there's, like, no reason why. I mean, on our server, um, I don't know how much they node war compared to us. On our server, I don't think more than one or two at most would be able to get like six territories and just be completely avoided but there's no way six would be but if it was that like if you can place and avoid everyone a hundred percent of the time and just reap the benefits of node war like the getting the vendor and the payout like why not do that that's why they have to reduce the nodes like for us too otherwise that's just what everyone will do like, yeah, on one hand, you want fights, but on the other hand, like, you also just, everyone's going to want the crystals in your guild when it first comes out, and everyone's going to want whatever benefits you can get, getting, like, the cheap Kaffir stones and whatever. So, I don't know. Hopefully, I, again, I, I really hope that we don't get the full number of nodes when it first comes out, because I think it's going to be, the first week will be fun, because everyone will be on camera, <laughs> but then after that, if there's too many nodes, it's just, people are just going to go and win as much money as they can and avoid fights altogether. Um, then they have a list of all the nodes that got removed. Um, and then it says, the distinction between general node and starting nodes disappeared when you first participate in a node war. You can participate by building a fortress at any node in, in the province when the node war begins. Um, 
If you occupy known one province, the rules for gradually expanding your power to another node connected occupied area are the same. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's kind of exciting. I'm hyped. I actually, more than just for node wars, I'm excited about the alliance thing just for a lot of guilds that like, just want to have a bigger community. I don't know. It, it's it's People don't realize how exhausting it is trying to convince your same group of people to go to node war multiple times per week. And like the other like added benefit to it is just literally like you can have someone miss like you, I don't know when I was in hex and we're trying to build and it was like 85% of our guild wanted to node war every time or every day. And then the other 15% were like hated node wars or didn't really want to go, but still wanted to stay in the community. And you're like sitting there hassling them like, dude, you haven't shown up for two weeks. Like to be way more lax on that because you have 150 people in your alliance is going to be so nice. Um. So yeah, that's the node war changes. I don't know when we're getting any of this. Probably going to be a minute. Um. I don't know. Hopefully soon though. Hopefully in a month. Hopefully within the month. Maybe they can start their thing, see if there's any more major bugs, and if not, give us the node war thing because I, I really want to try it out. Uh, anything else you want to add to this? I think the siege thing is uh, way overdue. Being able to the fight whole, someone else while owning a castle? Yeah, the siege battle thing. It's like, thank God, finally. Because like, that's yeah. such a big reason that like guilds don't want castles sometimes. Is it's like, yeah, but then we can't Nodor for a week. And like, that sucks, because that's what we like to do. What would be so a that's fun good way... that they're finally doing something. What would be a fun way to do it? Because like in my mind, I'm like, if they can only fight other siege guilds, I don't think that that's that exciting. But if you could have like a, like a siege guild could place, and for added benefits, like the longer they hold or something against like, and anyone can place and fight them, could be kind of interesting. Almost like a king of the hill. I don't know. Yeah, it... I don't really know. I have a feeling, I think what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to have uh, just a specific siege or castle or region owning only node war on like Wednesday or some shit where it's like if you own a region or if you owned a region the previous week, you can drop here and the node is worth like the same amount of money or more money than a region is. And you can like get these rewards and yada 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 to try and incentivize like people that siege to go and it gives them something to do on that day or some shit like that. That's what I feel like they're probably gonna end up doing. Yeah. But who knows? Um Yeah, I don't know. Well at least maybe now they'll get something. I don't know. Let's see. Something is better than nothing. Something is better than, yeah, like, imagine getting good at PvP just to be locked out of PvP. Like, building up your guild. <laughs> it's always been, like, so backwards. Like, hey, you guys can finally win a castle. You're done PvPing now. Uh, Alright, moving on from Node Wars. Uh, Star's End got some changes. A change. Um... <laughs> Star's End uh, got a thing called a Bull of Blame, according to this translation. 
The bowl of blame was found in the stars and area, out of reach of adventures. The rotten odor of the dark star that has settled in the bowl of blame covers the entire tomb, causing the Zarka apostles to plunge into themselves as sacrifices. Um, I'm not going to actually read this whole thing. Here's the TLDR, because I, I went on the server and tested this out. There's a tower that you go attack the tower, similar to the tombs at Marie Cave. Uh, once you attack the tower, a bunch of stars and mobs spawn and start attacking both you and the tower. Um, so you're basically defending the tower for as long as you can, killing stars and mobs. The stars and mobs, to me, and it's a little bit hard to gauge the difference because um, my gear is not identical in Global Labs. Um, like my crystal setup's not the same. But the mobs feel like they hit way harder. Like I basically on at Star's End, if you're like 340 DP plus, you can't die at Star's End. And my character is 350 DP, and I actually died fighting this thing. Um, mostly because I got knocked down 3CC'd a million times because it spawns the stupid, the big guy, and they throw the thing like every time they spawn, and there's so many of them. So you basically <laughs> need adamantine crystals to grind this thing. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun at all. Uh, but yeah, I don't, the trash loot's the same. I don't know if the rare drops are any different. Obviously, it was on Global Labs, so not worth just sitting there spending time doing it. But um, it's an interesting change. It's It seems outside of most of the grind spots. The only one where it kind of conflicts is there's one up on mountain rotation. But most most people only are on mountain because they lost their duel for spot anyway. So they could just do this. Anyway, so they deserve to be griefed? <laughs> they deserve to be griefed. Uh... Yeah, and then when the tower dies, when the mobs actually kill the tower, it looks like it takes about the same amount of time as a normal mob respawn to pop back up. So if you do let it die, you basically have to just go grind normal stars and mobs until your tower is back if the other towers are taken. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a cool thing. A little bit out of nowhere. Uh, maybe this is the fix to Kuno and Tamer not having pull abilities. We just sit at the tower problem solved i don't know so it seems kind of cool marie cave is like i was excited by marie cave at first but that style and like the way trees work is so it gets so boring so fast like i need i just as dumb as it sounds i need to move in a circle or it feels way less fun i can't just stand in one place indefinitely grinding forever maybe it's just because the movement abilities are really fun um in general but yeah it's like, I can do Stars in or Sakraya forever. I can't do Marie Cave for more than like 20 minutes before I'm like, oh my god, I haven't moved. I'm just standing right here in this one spot. <laughs> um, It doesn't mention party loot or anything like that, so it just looks like it's a normal solo spot, as far as I can tell. There's three in the Stars End area, total. One is kind of by... I don't even know how to des describe it, but they're there. You'll find them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. And then, uh, I think that's kind of it. I mean, unless uh, we could talk about Sage, but there wasn't really like too too much stuff. Without Nyashi's really. Maywa opinion, dude. Everything's you know we just kind of powered through. <laughs> Without Nyashi bringing up how oh yeah Maywa's understand that every five seconds. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'll know what that's like. 
Uh, Sage got like no changes this week. It got it's weird. Like the bug on its e buff did not get fixed, which I was kind of surprised. Mean, dude, they, they got the ghillie suits. What are you talking they, about? They did get ghillie suits. That is a a buff technically. Um, they didn't get a bug fix on their e buff, which is kind of crazy. And then Q got um like the the block now recovers stamina. So that's kind of nice. It's really I mean, nice. that is something that you were explicitly complaining about. Well, it was a major thing. It just made no sense. Uh, but it's, you know, it doesn't change the class too much. Uh, also, it, it took KR all of one day to be better than us at grinding on Sage. Why do you say that? <clears throat> well, it was like... I was like looking through videos, watching other people grind, asking every other like other streamers that are streaming Sage, like what are they getting at stars in? And most people were like, if they were like 285 or 290 Kudum, they were getting like maybe 5k at stars in, but they didn't like how it pulls. So they preferred places where you don't have to pull. And then like 24 hours or 48 hours after it comes out on KR, there's like a video of a Sage pulling 5.4k at stars in with 258 AP. So I was like, oh, Okay, well, that's possible, and it's actually like really <laughs> like it's so simple too. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, dude. I I don't know. I still like can't picture an awakening for this class. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're gonna come up with. But what did they say? Four weeks. So we got two and a half weeks to go. Two and a half weeks to go. Um, how are your adventures on your wizard? On my wizard? I untagged him. Uh-oh, why? I can't shot call on him. Oh, no. Why, just because you're not, not used to him? Uh, If I'm being honest, it's the lack of an S-block. It really kills me. Oh, you're so bad. Um... I can't block her S block, and that is not me saying that Suck Wizard needs an S block. You can fuck right off with that shit. But um, yeah, we're 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 training some new potential shot callers. So maybe if I can stop shot calling, I'll return to Suck Wizard because you could literally see it in my KDs. Like if Mina was doing majority of the shot calling, so I wasn't having to really like worry about it. I was going like fifty and ten and Node Wars. And then in wars where Mina was like slacking, and so I was having a shot call, I was going like the opposite, like ten and fifty. And you could literally just see it in my Nodor performance, like in my KD. Fake rolls says like, kind of agreed. Wiz should get a three sixty SA block. Yeah, now you can fuck right off with that shit. So what are you gonna tag then? Awakening Witch for shot calling? No, I'm not tagging anything at the moment. I'm just kind of chilling. Um. I decided to buy some uh, DP accessories because I wanted to try out um, doing uh, DP Succession Berserker because the 100% is really, really powerful tool for engaging, plus it's really good for shot calling. So I was like, oh, maybe we could try that. So I invested, like I don't know, like 2 billion silver, I think, in just some base, basic-ass bitch DP accessories. And I am liking it, although I need more DP because right now it only takes, like, three people to kill me basically so i still have to play a little smart i can't just like end in basically um yeah but yeah i may go that direction 
Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just figuring out what I want to do. You don't realize what you've started. Maybe someone said maybe that way Wiz can finally catch up to Zerker and Archer in large scale. Uh, I will say this. Uh, on Friday, we did a scuffed node war mm-hmm. where both Mina and Val, the GM, weren't there. So we were missing our first shot caller and our third shot caller slash GM. Mm-hmm. And so these these scuffed days are the days that we're using to train our other shot callers. So we had uh, somebody else practicing their shot calls. So I was able to just frag out. I went full AP Awakened Berserker. And boy, howdy, is that new skill do a lot of damage. Holy shit. Yeah. Feels it good. does so much damage. It is actually insane. I was getting so many kills dive bombing with just that skill. Like, it was actually kind of insane. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm actually excited for the, um, for the Awakening Kuno PvE changes because the, um, the flow after Shockham Rise, like, actually feels really fun to do. I was, like, messing with it on Global Labs. It goes from like shock and rise to the new ability now, and it, I don't know, it just feels super natural to do. Um, yeah, the I, 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 I do agree with what uh, I think it was. Uh, I forget who said it. There was somebody last stream, a zerker, I don't remember who it was, that was like, Yeah, the, the key binding for the new skill is like so bizarre, and it is, it is very, very strange. What is it, SQ or something? Yeah, SQ. Which just feels awful. <laughs> it really does. It feels so awkward and like awful in every way. But the actual skill itself is like super powerful. So can you hop on it? Or does it have any flows uh, where you just press like L and B or something after? No, it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. You might be able to hop on it. I haven't actually looked, but I don't think you would want to because you got to use it in quick succession to cancel the animation of it. Right. So, like, what I've noticed, what I've been doing is I, so I Lava Piercer to dive into a group of people, core ground lifting so it's protected, and then you can go from ground lifting directly into the new skill, and it cancels the little, like, wind-up animation for it, so it just instantly goes. Right. Um, and then from there, you can do two things. You can either go from the new skill directly into Split Shot, which is the ability that you see Zerkers do usually after Ancient Wave. Or you can go into Ancient Wave, which is a little bit less safe and like not as fast, obviously, but it does result in way more damage overall. So it just kind of depends on if they see you coming or not, essentially. If they don't see you coming and you're actually getting like a, a good solid flank on them, then you could probably go for the new skill Ancient Wave Split Shot for like massive damage. And whenever I was able to do that, I was usually getting like... I think there was one point where I actually got five kills from like one dive attempt with that setup, essentially. Um, but if they see you coming, then you probably just want to split shot and then try and get the fuck out of dodge, essentially. So it adds a lot of versatility to the dive potential of the class, which is super, super nice, actually. Yeah. So Definitely we- feels like less of a three-minute class with that skill. It feels like you can actually do a lot more, even if your Q buff is down. Are you afraid they're going to nerf it? I'm sure they will. <laughs> I don't it does too so. much damage right now. Hold on, uh, I'm gonna buy it real quick. But I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna nerf it just because they have. Like, I'm trying to think. When's the last time they nerfed something? It was just protected area, right? I I think they actually haven't nerfed anything in a in a minute. Um, 
Uh, well, I guess the Nova's pet damage before it actually became Succession. But, I don't know, it's a little bit different because it's a brand new class. But I feel like, I don't know, it's been a minute since they've nerfed some stuff. So you might be able to hold on to it. But, no, I'll be right back. One sec. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. And just because I say it's going to get nerfed doesn't necessarily mean they're going to nerf the damage. Um, the main thing I'm shocked about with the ability is actually that it's a six-second cooldown. That's kind of insane to me that it's that low, considering most of the new skill... Uh, cooldowns range from six seconds to I believe nine seconds. Um, and with the damage and speed of that skill, I would expect it to be kind of on the higher end, like eight to nine seconds. But instead, it's six, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a uh, a cooldown nerf uh, somewhere in the future. They may increase it to like seven or eight seconds. Uh, uh, they'll probably leave the damage as it is, but the cooldown just seems to not really be justified is my personal opinion. But as I say with most things, uh, you know, listen to listen to Steve and Choice and others. They're better Zerkers than I. Take their opinion over mine. If they disagree with me, then they're probably correct. I don't know what Steve's opinion on it is. Actually, I think Steve... Was Steve the one who was in the podcast last week? I think he was, actually. I think he was the one that was in the podcast. Uh, agree the Frosty Valk is better than Awakened Zerker and Nodors. Um, probably. Which, which Valk are you talking about? All right. Do you think Succession Valk or Awakened Valk is better than Zerker and Node Wars, Frosty? Or both? Mm. <clears throat> well, it depends, because Awakened Valk has the 100%, but right. then it's like, it's kind of like Guardian, or sorry, uh, Zerker in that regard. It's like, you know, you're an alt Three minute class. Yeah, it's not particularly great without it, but Succession Valk, yeah, I think is way better than Zerker and Node Wars. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, I think I would agree with Succession being better, but probably not Awakening. I think Awakening Valk is a three-minute class, very similar to Berserker. Yeah, it has, like, I mean, the va the vacuum is really nice. As, it, as, like, a support class, Awakening is nice, right? Because the vacuum, um, the heals, the PA, but, like, uh, Suck, like, actually can just go toe-to-toe -to -toe and, and kill people. And in a ball, it's it's just fat, protected damage that hits super hard and can keep itself really safe. Yeah, I like how someone says, <laughs> so what I was saying, Frosty, while you were in the bathroom, is I said, I, I wouldn't necessarily expect a damage nerf to the skill, but uh, it wouldn't be surprising to see a cooldown nerf, because it's a six second cooldown, which seems insanely low for how much damage and how fast the ability is. Um, and then I said, yeah. but as always, whenever I talk about balance, um, if someone like Steve or Choice disagrees with me on these things, I would listen to them rather than me because they're better Zerkers than I am. And then Sony in your chat says, aren't Reslar better than Steve? Oh. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Steve, I actually 1v1 Steve Zerker be, v Berserker one time, and he whipped my ass. So. That's unfortunate. Yeah, um... I think we probably did like 10 to 15 duels and I think I only won like twice. So. Yeah. 
I don't know. The uh, I mean, I, I actually do kind of hope it does not get nerfed. I really do. I mean, it's like, dude, Zerkers, for the first time in a little while, sound somewhat positive. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I'm like, please don't nerf it, dude. Just let them enjoy their moment, please. I mean, to be honest, doing that Friday Node War kind of made me feel like, damn, I might need to buy some fucking distos. Just to like, just for like more Nodor damage because holy shit, it actually feels good to like be able to do some some good quick damage, you know? Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I wish the Kuno one felt that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, dude, the numbers on it look fucking crazy, but its PvP damage reduction is up there, man. It it does not hit hard. It's crazy, like. Yeah, it's number, especially after this recent patch, it's going to be like 1240 times 7 with 100% crit, 40% PvP with uh, like 11% accuracy. And it just, yeah, it feels like it doesn't do any damage in PvP. Like it's like okay damage, I guess, but it doesn't like replace anything. It's not like, oh, you have to use this instead of Wheel Wrath or Spin because now it hits so hard or, or even like Lunatic Discus. It just feels like some weird in the, just just in a weird spot and then like the other thing that throws me off about it is its damage looks so nuts for pve being that it's like basically just one hit but it's like not i don't know why but in pve it's like disappointingly low damage even though it looks like it it would hit like a truck so yeah We'll see. I'm gonna be tempted to play Kuno next week. That that might be my undoing on Sage because the fucking oh, PVE no. changes. If we if we Wait, get the PVE so changes, uh, hold on, hold I'm gonna want to try it. Yeah. What happens to me and Nayashi's bet? What was the bet? I can't remember. Because you guaranteed us that you were gonna make it to Awakening at least, so we mm -hmm. both put our bets in based off of past Awakening. So you both lose. You're idiots. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't. Do you even remember what your bet was? I Fuck, think dude. my I think my bet was like three weeks or a month after Awakening, and Nashis was like two weeks after Awakening. Yeah, I don't want to change it because. I I really want to try Awakening out, and I don't want to pay to retag. My my retags are absurd right now; they're so expensive. It it's like it's stupid expensive. So, um, I don't want to retag. I I really do want to just hold tight. I've been playing a lot of Awaken Hash lately. Um, yeah, you've been enjoying it, dude. It's crazy. It has a lot of really cool. It it's like one of those classes where. Like it's at face value, you have no idea what it can do. It has so many like little tricks and cancels and secrets that are kind of crazy that could set like good players from great players apart. Um, it's really cool. It's also, it's pretty hard. They have this tab, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. They have this tab cancel thing. Have you heard of tab cancel on? I have not. Okay, so basically, I'm gonna explain this as best I can, and I have no idea if it's by design. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a quick hash machine lesson on two different things that are like super strange to me. So one is the tab cancel, and one is a, a cancel with um, purge, which is one of their abilities. So I'm gonna let me go to BA real quick. Um, yeah, purge is shift left click. Yeah, right. shift left click. 
So I'm gonna stream this through Discord so you can see it on your screen at the same time. Um, okay, yeah, my tag is my tag is three bill if I don't wanna also do my offhand. Uh no, sorry, my tag is more than that now because I just Kafra. So my tag is like three point four bill if I include my entire set of items, it's like four point two or something. It's really stupid. Um it's super expensive. Okay, so here's the the tab cancel. So I have this skill, and now this is confusing because I actually have this hotkey to tab, but I rebound the button to put my weapons away. So it's on my mouse. So the button to, to sheathe my weapon is on my mouse, okay? So we'll call mm -hmm. that tab. Ignore what the hotkey actually is on this skill. Just pretend it's any other hotkey, one, two, or three. So that skill, when I tap it, to try to use it, it's a pre-awaken ability called Halidy Assault. I cannot use it from awakening at all. However, if when your weapons are completely tabbed, you can use it from a tabbed uh, stance. So if your weapons are sheathed. So what um, people figured out is I can do the awaken dash, which no matter what stance you're in, your, your dash always brings you back to your awakening. I can do awakening mm -hmm. dash and then immediately tab my weapon and then press the hot bar and it'll like smoothly go into that skill. So Halidy Assault, for example, I'll dash forward and then do the tab cancel and it'll do, it'll use Halidy Assault from Awakening. Oh wait. If I don't do it shittily. So it like just goes right into Halidy Assault. Um, which is kind of crazy. It's like, I don't know, it's like, kind of a nutty thing but it's like a, a really nice way to get into a super armor ability that also has like other uses for 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 this particular class but like it just instantly goes into it when you do it correctly so it's it's kind of crazy um interesting the other thing is uh like there's a few skills that it it works with but that that one's like the most i don't know that one seems like the most impactful and then the other thing is we have this skill called Purge, which Purge, if you charge it up and then dash to the side, you can instant cast, or instant cast it and then teleport again, right? It'll like do back-to-back -back dashes while throwing out the CC. It's like a, a little bit of a ranged float. Um, this skill, when you use it from Halidy Assault, if I have the absolute version of Halidy Assault, um, and I press Shift LMB and hold left click, Oh shit, it was still on. It was still on cooldown. If I hold shift L and B after and and then try to iframe to the side, it'll do like this slow ass version. Like this. But if I unspec the absolute version of Halidy Assault all the way down to level one, it'll instant cast the purge right after the dash. So it'll look like this. Oops, uh, of course I do the tab cancel wrong when I try. Oh, I don't have it on tab, that's why, because I took it out. Um, So I'll do like the dash, I'll do Halidy Assault, and then I'll do Purge right after, and it's like literally fucking instant. There's no wind up on the skill. Oh, uh, yeah. And that literally only works if the skill is level one. Which is fucking weird. And I hate it. And I wish so much that I could have the absolute version of it. It's like super fucking strange. And I don't know if that's intended or just like a bug or what, but it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. Same for Sork Stinger. What's the Sork Stinger one? 
Oh, were you like, yeah, wait, which one is the Sork Stinger one? Yeah, but that like little dash thing on Purge is like so useful. And I was like, I was watching like videos. And I'm like, dude, how are people freaking using Purge so quickly? And it was like, not until I watched this Tamatsu guy's guide that I saw that he, I thought he just was like level one and everything because he also has no skill points. <laughs> so he was like, just didn't have it leveled up. But then I realized like, oh, he's saying like to get it to level one because it's the only one that works with the cancel. That's so weird. Um, Yeah, that's, uh, that's strange. Yeah, and the tab cancel thing is weird too because it works with a couple different abilities too. Like I can do it after the iframe. I can kind of do it after um, Sin Splitter as well. It's like relatively fast. Um, the other thing that's kind of interesting too that um, this class has like a lot of like little hidden things that I didn't know. Like if I have the tornado up, um, you know the one where you can like teleport back to it? From the Awakening, yeah. this only works in Awakening. Well, with this skill, but it works with a bunch of skills. Um, but if I have the the little teleport tornado up, you can like instant cast the end of skills. So Sin Splitter, which is forward RMB, with when you have the core skill is super armor for the entire movement. And then at the very end, it's like kind of unprotected. It like ends early before you can iframe. Um, but when you have that tornado up in Awakening, you can do it and cancel out of the end like early. Like you just instantly teleport back before you get to that opening at the end of the skill. And there's like a bunch of skills you could do that with, like the grab. I could do like a grab attempt and instantly teleport back. There's like all sorts of cool little stuff on Awakening Hash that are just hidden. Hidden gems that some of these people discovered. So it's it's kind of cool. Reminds me of Sork. That's what I used to really like about Sork like in the early days when I first started playing. I was like, dude, Sork has so many cool little tricks. Um, And then I saw someone like Floppy and I'm like, yeah, no, that's that looks impossible. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Hash is a really, really interesting class. It's it's. Pretty so are fun. you, like, exclusively playing Awakening now instead of Succession? So this week is, everyone says Awakening is trash in Node Wars. And m the main reason they say is because damage, the burst damage just isn't there. And then the other thing is, you don't have the tornado to move in, in Awakening Hash. You have to, it casts the tornadoes, but you don't become it and start moving around in Super Armor like you do in Succession. So that part's going to be rough, but I was thinking for the damage, maybe now, because I just finished casting my dandy. So now I'm 316 AP awakening with almost 400 sheet accuracy. So maybe I'll feel like a 297 suck hash would feel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so maybe it'll actually feel pretty good. Maybe my damage will be all right. So I'm going to try my best to like learn it in Node Wars and see how bad it actually is. Because some of the skills actually do an insane amount of damage um, with bursts. Like, um, I don't know, Dune Slash does a lot of damage and if you have the core skill for it, for large skill, like it's literally just a protected knockdown combo ability um, that hits really hard and flows really well into some of the other abilities like the, I don't know, the nuke flow that's super armor. So there's like a, there's protected combos. So I just got to try it out and see. I'm sure in a large group where there's just a bunch of casters, I'll, I'll just be screwed no matter what, but maybe in some of the smaller skirmishes, it'll feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, the long animations thing, I, I just don't buy that. Like, so, R Revelius is saying, like, the longer animations, but the anime, I mean, you're using mostly pre-awakening, and all the animations are basically the same. The only one that's long is Ensnaring Sands, but you just would, really wouldn't use Ensnaring Sands. Like, Serpent's Coil, when you do the fast one, is, is pretty quick to get off, like, the full damage. Um, I guess Dune Slash is kind of a longer animation, but 
It doesn't feel that bad to me. You can go into the flow like, I don't know. It doesn't feel that bad to me. So we'll see. I'll, I'll try it out. I, I feel like it's one of those things where because everyone says it's so bad and it's like on paper, the kit is really nice. So I just want to see if I can make it work, you know? Um, suck hash is also just way easier. Like suck hash just feels, I mean, it's really simple. You dive in, you do your damage with two abilities and you get out. If you killed people, you good. If you didn't, so be it. You back up, try again in 12 seconds. Dude, Friday in our Scuff Note War, we were fighting Ken Cole. Mm. And Death Reigns, who is a Suckash in our guild, mm. I was watching him. He was playing kind of flex-like, where he was just running in to keep them from getting rebuilds off, essentially. That man's would run in, and every single time he was getting at least two to three kills. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Suckash feels like really simple. Dune Bond is best for Nora's Felder is weaker than other classes of everything. Are you Oppie? You're Oppie Oppie from uh, Snake? What are you playing now? You're you're in Nova, right? Or I think I last saw you on a Nova. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Suckhash feels so... Uh, it feels, like, too simple. That I get kind of... I feel bored of it. In Node Wars. And... I don't know, there's like 50 million suck hashes too nowadays, so... And you know how I am. That's one of the things I liked about Kuno is that no one, play, no one plays it. So <laughs> I feel like it's me and 40 other Kunos diving in. It's like, dude, in like my guild, there's like six or seven suck hashes. Every other guild we're against, there's like six or seven suck hashes. They're like everywhere. So... Yeah, we only have two hashes in our guild, and one of them is suck, and one of them is awakening. So... It is always really frustrating. For some reason, every single guild we fight against has at least one hash that's really geared, and it seems like their only objective is to kill people around our flag. It's always like, uh Yeah. Um, the other thing to... I, I don't know. Like, hash awakening kind of looks cool. At first, I thought the snakes were cheesy, but now I'm kind of into it. I don't know what it is, but... Their animations look really sick to me. Who would have thought that all it took was your uh, your reroll to the Ice Queen and then your reroll <laughs> to Doctor Strange to make you want to go back to your Sand Wizard? Dude, this is why I say like they gotta stop releasing classes that aren't done because I legit quit playing the hash before Suck and Awakening came out because I was like, dude, I really don't like how this feels. And now I'm like, now that I'm actually giving it a chance, I really enjoy how it feels. So it's like, I don't know. The uh, Succession is a nice step, but man, it would be really cool if in the future when they release a class, it, fine, withhold Awakening, but give us the full Succession kit with Rebombs. And then just like, if you want to tease and make it more exciting, like two weeks later, give Awakening. But don't give us Succession missing two abilities and three Rebombs feels really bad, like how Sage is. Like it's still... Even though it does more damage and can actually grind it, it still feels like the class isn't done, which just turns a lot of people off. I don't know. Myself included. <laughs> um, do you have any do you have any Novas in your guild? Uh, uh <laughs> you know it's funny you say that. Uh Mina recently decided to reroll his weapons to Nova. Mm. So that just happened essentially. 
He's yeah. the only one we have, though. Uh, well, we have Nico too. Nico's a Nova. He does uh, flex stuff. Yeah. Why you ask? Well, because uh, Oppie is in chat. He played Oppie. How do you like Nova for wars? I mean, I know your wars are always versus super loaded guilds <laughs> since you're in Snake, but um, you think it's sleeper nuts? Yeah, I I feel like um the Novas that I know that like actually really love Nova, the ones in my guild, seem they're like more positive about it. Like there's some things they wish were changed, but they actually feel like it's it's really strong in basically everything. Um it has like a few weaknesses, but it's like overall feels pretty good. I I just it has the 3-minute class vibe to me that I don't like, but if people can get around it, that whole using Excel, so like every minute you're like insane for 30 seconds. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do I, I do feel like I need to point out, I do like this new trend where we just pretend like Suck Nova doesn't exist. Dude, okay. I, can we talk about Suck Nova for a second? Let's talk about Suck Nova because I wish... I want to play that class so badly, but when's the I last can't. time you played it? Uh, I don't know, a while, honestly. Probably class, after I graduated my season character, I haven't really touched it since. That class is quickly becoming the class that I hate more than anything in the entire game. Why? <laughs> Why? Dude, the pets on that class are so aggressively annoying now. I was fighting Briz. 75% of the times I caught Briz directly resulted in my death. Like, way more than Tamer. Like, imagine 1v1ing a Tamer, except the Tamer has three pets out at a time. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding, because the two pawns are really aggressive at CCing you, and then the second you get down to 40%, the Gargoyle also CCs you, like, immediately. Um, plus... Just the off chance that they happen to use SE or opening where right after you catch them in something, you get CC'd by one of those abilities anyway that were just pending because they have kind of a slow startup. It's like, it, it you can't combo. Like on Awaken Hash, I can't combo. I even like swapped to um, the Bond Skill Dune Slash and just was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm not going to catch him with Sin Splitter for a while because I can't even combo him even if I can catch him. And even then, it was still only like maybe 30% of the time I was able to kill him in a combo um, before getting CC'd. But almost every time I'd get CC'd and have to either get out or it would result in me dying. It, it was, dude, it was kind of actually frustrating. I was like, dude, how is this a thing? This feels so bad. Like, I don't think their damage is too nuts. Like, maybe, I don't know. I was fighting Briz. He doesn't have that much AP yet and he doesn't have any accuracy. But, um, I don't know. Like, if someone had... I can't even imagine fighting someone with, like, siege level gear. If someone had my gear on a Suck Nova, I, I just feel like it would be awful to fight. You know, especially in a 1v1. I don't know how much it can do in large scale, because I, I do think it still feels slow, and it's, like, hard to get to the fight, and its damage trading doesn't seem that great, especially in a group. But... I don't know. That, that class is... Uh, the pets are really irritating. <laughs> Like incredibly irritating. Like, dude, you, yeah. If you haven't fought it, you you should try it out. It's it really feels bad. Like, I kind of was surprised after they did those changes. They made everything more aggressive. I was like, oh, cool, that'll be kind of nice. Like, now it'll feel like a tamer pet where you have to like kind of move around in a combo. But it's just 
dude, they're just hitting you like constantly and everything CCs. So it's really frustrating. Not not fun to fight against. Uh, they're now on my list with suck tamers of classes to avoid at all costs. I don't care if I lose my spot. You can have it. If you're a suck Nova, it's but your like, friend's spot. I'm out. Are they, are, are they good or are they just annoying? I think that they're, they're pretty good. I still think there's like, I mean, it just depends on the context. Like you can't, it's really hard to kill them because of that. Um, and their skills do feel better. I think they're pretty good. And then the pet is also super annoying. So for 1v1, they're really good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like in large scale, I just don't, I think they fall off a lot in large scale that we're, um, Awaken Nova at least has the vacuum and the escape ability and you can pick and choose your battles like way more. Like if someone decides to engage on you on a suck Nova like that, you have to fight them because you're not going to get away. But on Awaken Nova, you can. So in large scale, I, I feel like it's like worse. But in 1v1s, it, it, it might actually just be better because it's so difficult to kill them while their pets are hitting you. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing too, like I was saying, it's like, Awaken Nova has all the actual like useful utilities still. Like it still has yeah. the range float. It still has the wall. It still has the vacuums. Well, it also has the vacuum. And then it also has like mobility and Excel where you can just blow people up really quick if you want. And then you can just sit and pre-awaken. Yeah, if you need that block. That's kind of my issue with it is it's like it doesn't like succession doesn't really add anything. Like, yeah, you get the gargoyle, which is annoying as shit, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel. It feels like you get so much more when you go Awakening Nova compared to when you go Succession Nova. Yeah. It's uh, it's a strange class. I don't know. What about say? Do you have any sages in your guild that are going to? Yeah, wars there's a on couple. It? Do they like it? Yeah. How are they feeling about it? Uh, they think it's pretty strong. Um. Uh... I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention that much to it. Uh, I feel like it's not that strong because <laughs> every sage that I see, they just get CC'd. Um, but yeah, they they all seem to think that it's really, really powerful despite me just grabbing them every single time they come out of their little portal. So, I don't know. Yeah. it's It definitely can blow people up if you have gear. But it's just like, that's not really anything new compared to other classes is the one thing that it's like, every time I talk to someone and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't feel that good to me because you just don't really feel safe. And it's like, yeah, but you could come out of nowhere and blow someone up. And it's like, yeah, but that's like, like a wizard could do that. A ninja could do that. A Kuno can do that if no one else is around. Like you can do that <laughs> on a bunch of other classes. It's just like, I don't know, getting CC'd out immediately. And then... Once the e-buff is fixed, that'll be insane because then you have 15 seconds of super armor where you're going to like jump in and do a lot and that'll be great. But then you have 15 seconds of super armor and, and that's going to feel even worse than the Zerker Q-buff because at least the Zerker Q-buff lasts 30 seconds. And then yeah. I know you can reduce the cooldown, but who want, like legit, like who wants to sit and auto attack for a minute and a half to lower the cooldown of your e-buff? That doesn't sound fun to me at all. I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, there will be people that like it, but I, I would rather it feel a little bit more protected and, and the e-buff not be where it gets its protection. 
So what changes need to happen to Succession Sage for you to not re-roll Takuna in three days? I don't know. Awakening needs to come out. I don't think Succession's my style. It's just not my style. I, I don't really like... I'm I'm not super big on cast. I think the animations are really cool. But it's so slow that I can't... I have a hard time enjoying it outside of like the novelty of like how cool it is at first and then once it's like slow it it feels um i don't know feels not that fun to me yeah why don't i think it's protected well i i tried so i tried like actually sitting down and utilizing like the way the one second super armor thing works and um the little bit of like forward guard and essay that it does have and it's just like it the second you fight a good player in like a 1v1 engagement it they know every time you come out that they can catch you because the other thing too is like sf like let's say if i charge up sf and i come out the animation of sf is long enough that they still can hit you out of it even with the one second super armor you like stuck in it just a bit too long and then like shift L and then it has a bunch of abilities that are just not that useful, like shift L and B and shift F. Um, I don't know. Like it's protected while it's an iframe, but I don't know. Hiding an iframe that much doesn't feel that, that fun to me. It's really cool. as like a sniper for sure. Like you can come up, blow people up. I just, I don't know. It feels really slow and, and not that fun to me. It feels more like a surprise attack class than like, a you're going to be able to like engage people that know you're there. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, if the portal thing is going to be the main way that that class has protection, then they need to buff it in some way. They need to like nerf the cooldown on the portal, buff the super armor duration whenever you come out of the portal, like do something. I don't know exactly no. what needs to be done, but... I mean, it's not going to have any of that, though. That's all the prime version. The Awakening is going to have the, you can only use the skill once every six seconds and it doesn't have the essay. The only reason you can actually use it back to back is because of the Prime version, which Awakening is not going to have access to. Right, but I'm saying for Succession, like to make Succession better. Oh, and suck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if that's, because that seems like that's the main way that you stay protected is by properly utilizing your portal. But it's just, it's too it's too it doesn't last long enough and the cooldown's too long for it to really be like utilized super well in an actual like pvp scenario i feel like so i don't know they um, need to like lengthen the super armor on it when you come out of it and or reduce the cooldown on the portal itself the mods are nuts, Oppie. You're you're not wrong. So like the so it has all evasion minus 18% on SE which is super nuts. Like that's actually so big. And then it also has the uh, minus 20 DP on spatial collapse. Um, and then it has 18% accuracy on shift L and B, which I don't think there's a legitimate, like useful way to actually use that. That buff is only there for testing combos for fun, but in like an actual fight, you're really not gonna have that up. One, it only lasts for 10 seconds and your skills are just slow enough that even if you pop pre-pop the buff and somehow don't get caught out of it because you like you're not able to cancel out of the second hit you have to do the whole thing 
Like by the time you catch someone and start your combo, you'll maybe get to use one skill with the accuracy buff and then the rest of your combo is not gonna have it. So the accuracy buff actually is like, I don't know. It seems like kinda, it doesn't really do anything. Unless that skill got sped up one day or was like really good to use in a combo. But it's like, it's a couple things. One, the class is slow and two, all of its CCs are bounds, which aren't very long CCs. Um, except for like the, the flow to SF. And then knockdowns are just all resisted anyway. <laughs> the knockdown reflow, the, it would be good with a knockdown because you could do it after a knockdown. But it's like, I can't ever get knockdowns. Like everyone's adamantines. Like I swear that 60% chance is like 90% chance. I fail more prize than I land knockdowns. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, Rez, how's your uh, gear grind going, dude? Uh, that's good. I'm just chilling at the moment trying to figure out what direction i kind of want to go in for shot calling i'm just kind of like do i keep progressing uh with pve but right now i'm kind of stuck because i'm kind of just waiting for black star shoes to come out do i go with this like dp route that i mentioned earlier for like shot calling because it seems like it's pretty it would actually be pretty useful but i don't know if that's really the route that i want to go I forgot. So, we still don't have the boots, huh? Nope. Don't have the boots. That's so random. Why we have four we set Narkillian gear, but not four set Blackstar. Hell yeah. What AP are you, Panda's asking? Uh, Right now I'm 272, 275. Kudum? Yeah. Um, I'm in a weird spot because I was like, my options are go for a pen Blackstar or C20 my armor. <laughs> And I don't know what to do. I was thinking if I yeah. go for a pen black star and I actually get it, then with the Kafras and my Zarka I could see 21 of my armors. So it's kind of like two birds, but the idea of saving up 100 bills sounds so awful, man. I've never had 100 bill. The most I've ever had is <clears throat> 82 or 80 when I bought my uh, pen ogre. So I can't, I don't know. It sounds so far away. Oh, it sounds so far away. Alright. Comments? Yeah, 273, 275 actually. I forgot the... I have the uh, Hadoom weapon right now, which I forgot is 1 AP lower than my Black Star. So I actually lose a bracket when I <laughs> when I use the Hadoom weapon. Yeah. Dude, for me, it's like a massive... Like, I when I put on the Hadoom weapon, I lose like 9 AP. Because my Zarka is C17. But it still hits way harder. So it doesn't matter. Where's it hits way harder against mobs. But then the second yeah. you have to fight someone. You're like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Hold on let me equip my let me equip my other weapon real quick. Alright let me consume my BSR. Ah fucking reset my BSR. Because I equipped the weapon. <laughs> yeah the BSR reset does kind of suck. Dude it, it's still an I I don't like the mechanic at all. I wish it would get changed like immediately. I think it's so dumb. I The amount of times I get frustrated because I'm trying to take the weapon off and it won't get off or mobs are hitting me and I can no longer move. Like all these like horrible things that happen when I'm trying to swap the weapons. Yeah. I'm just over it. I, I think it's just like if it if there wasn't so many like except for with the weapon like 
Yeah, uh, it's a weapon, uh, so you just equip it, except for you can't whenever you're being hit, or if you have your weapon out, or if you're moving, or it, like... <laughs> There's all these weird-ass stipulations around it. Or if you're on a newer class and they have like a 10-minute cooldown to stop walking for some reason because your XLD Did you see the Reddit so post complaining about that? Yeah, it's like the eighth one because it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty funny that people are starting to, to vocally complain about it now. Yeah, the, the XL decel on newer classes feels really bad and just needs to be removed. It just doesn't feel good, especially like... If you're trying to mount a horse, or if you're trying to manage your farms, or you're trying to gather, or you're trying to put an Elvia weapon on, or take one off, it's like, you're just stuck in this locked animation. And then it's like, it takes just long enough that a mob catches up to you and hits you before you can actually use put the Elvia weapon on, and then you have to move again, and now you have to wait again. It's like actually tilting. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, comments for those who do not know. We read the comments on the on the show at the end of the show every time so if you want to leave a comment or talk to us um go ahead and do so on the youtube video so this is for episode 104 it's pride says an episode being posted on monday what is this does this mean all my rng is lost and i'll never get the infinite potion hey pause that for a second do you remember in the patch notes if they ever said anything about extending the duration that the spirits stay for no why are they staying for more than five minutes because i believe one just stayed for longer than five minutes but i i I might be crazy but i'm pretty sure i made a mental note in my head that okay that's going to disappear at 37 and then i grabbed it at 36 well they they may have ninja buffed the spirits actually wait in that mental note you said that it's going to disappear at 37 and you grabbed it at 36, which means... Sorry, I... No, 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 sorry. I buff uh, duration timer left on my bar. Oh, I see, I see. So it's going down. Got yeah, it. Yeah, going down, going down. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I heard it's sometimes RNG. I, I actually have no idea, though. I think they may have just ninja about it. I'll, I'll have to perform some more science, which means I'm probably going to lose a weapon. I just play it safe and grab them every five minutes. Um, see, but it... It would be nice if it was 10 minutes, because right now you have to kind of... It's not super efficient. Yeah. Right? True. I mean, the place is pretty damn efficient, so I don't think it needs more buffs. But yeah, I see your point. Um, yeah. Uh, Alright, so It's Pride says uh, an episode... So do we not post episodes on Mondays? Has it been a while? I actually don't know. I guess it has been. Is there uh, random things that uh, pop up? Yeah, I think we had a string of bad luck on the couple previous episodes. Um, yeah, occasionally that happens. Which also, by the way, I guess I should just say this on the show too. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I've recently obtained a new job. And so it is highly unlikely that the show will ever get posted in the mornings anymore. Um, because it's just not possible for me to do that, essentially. Um, so it'll start getting posted in the evenings now, uh, Monday evenings at the earliest. So apologies for people. I know there are several people who enjoyed uh, listening slash watching to the show or watching the show like on their way to work or while they were getting ready for work, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, sorry, uh, you can still do that, but it'll have to be on Tuesday instead of Monday. So 
apologies. Just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, you suck, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, Harry Boy three thousand says, "I only comment when episode is released on Monday. Haven't commented since episode forty. Good job, boys." Okay, now that's just. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Tristan Crow says, "I think Frosty's letter is well written. To be honest, I don't think PA cares enough to make changes, considering how long it has been an issue. I hope I eat my words though, and we stop getting more classes." So they have more reasons to put the witch whiz problem on the back burner. Um, yeah, I would love to. I also would love to eat my words in terms of my my tinfoil conspiracy theory around not wanting to nerf witch and whiz for some strange reason. Yeah. I would be delighted. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um who knows what they'll do i you know we'll see they just buffed uh, a couple classes pve so you know there's a step one joey b says they can see sage portal movement on minimal by the way edit in pvp the iframe is busted needs to be nerfed and changed to be honest <laughs> uh can you see it on minimal i think you can only see i think people keep confusing because you can only you can see it when they have an ability charged up i don't think you can actually see it regardless but Either way, I you think, can see them on the map, so... Yeah, I was about to say, you can see them on the map, even when they're in iframe, I'm pretty sure, which is kind of scuffed. Obby's asked me, why don't you run DR your gears at a place where evasion looks like the move? Well, so it got to a point where whenever I'm against, like, lower level players, it's, I'm tanky with evasion, so I was, like, full, I was full pen C9 evasion. Um... But I just feel like unless you're gonna actually like commit to evasion like with Sissel and stuff, you just never really have enough evasion for the higher geared players, which are the only ones really that I'm fighting. Like with the lower level players, it's doesn't really matter to me that much to be tanky. It's more against like when we're fighting Snake and Cho and Corrupt and guilds like that, where like C9 evasion just gets shredded by like I when I run into someone that's C9 evasion, they actually feel less because I have so much accuracy now. They actually feel less tanky than a C9 DR player. Like, I'm like, I can immediately tell when I'm fighting someone that they're evasion because they just get deleted. It feels so nice. And I'm never going to go the Sissel or Orkinrad route. I, I'd rather have AP. And eventually, Fallen God is nine, I'm 90% sure will end up being DR anyway, too. So for me, I just would rather have the kill speed. Um, that's like the most important thing and then the tankiness just didn't feel like I just didn't feel a difference anymore got to a point where people were getting so much accuracy that I'm like oh okay I don't really feel tanky anymore so I'd rather just have more AP and accuracy because I'd be 304 maybe 305 with Kudum right now and then I'd lose 10 accuracy and um, 3 brackets so I'd rather have the 10 accuracy and the 3 brackets uh, also man I don't know if anyone's ever fought fought multi but he plays dk he's full pen c9 on dr and he actually feels tanky it's kind of absurd so i imagine you know if he feels kind of tanky on full c20 on a dk i think i'm gonna feel it won't feel that bad on a hash either um also i re-roll a lot hash is the like one of the few classes that feels really good with evasion i don't think kuno does anymore 
Because on, on Kuno, it's like melee evasion, so it literally doesn't do anything against any of the magic classes or the range classes. So, I don't know. It's just, is is what it is. Um. So, yeah. Let's see. Joey B. Uh, the, oh, I like that he said it needs to be nerfed or changed. I don't know. Do, I think, is the iframe busted? I don't think it's busted. I mean, nah. it's really strong, but it's not like, I don't know. It also has like a moment where when they come out, you see them come out before they actually do anything. So as long as you're somewhat paying attention, it's not too bad. Uh, Kanichi Sai says, I'm not surprised it doesn't have any support heals or support buffs like Wizards since his lore is that he locked himself away so that he can stay in his prime to fight with the upcoming war thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a fighter, not a support class for sure. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be support either. Um, triple stun from the Sage? No. It doesn't have any stuns in its kit, so it's actually impossible. He doesn't have a single stun. So random. Uh, does he have a stiffen? He does have some stiffens, but if the wizard is uh, using its stun abilities, or I mean using its little charger thing, you can't stun it. There's no way. It's unstunnable on a sage. You have to kill it. Uh, Can Esmer says, Hey guys, love the content. For the past two weeks, I've been trying to stop playing BDO because it's consuming too much of my time. Been playing since 2018. I'm 289, 329, suck DK. Love the class, no complaints here. With Pen Blackstar main hand, Pen Kudum C7, got infinite HP, no mana piece yet. The reason I decided to stop playing is even though I grew a lot in gear score, I feel the same fragility in the spots I grind. After Hadoom's release, I grinded in less than 10 hours, lost more than a whole set of best in slot crystals. But I want to ask you guys, why do you think someone at my stage should quit or keep playing? Please give pros and cons for both, banning the game and staying in the game. Thanks in advance. All right, so the glaring issue just right off the bat. You're 289 AP with a pen C7 Kudum and a pen Blackstar main hand, and you're only 329 DP, and you're wondering why you still feel fragile is beyond me. You, because you have no DP. You're still 329. Like, 329 is not... That means you've invested nothing into your DP. You, like, maybe have pen armors without any Kafras levels. So you're missing, like, what, six brackets and, uh, like, 20... 20 dr and a bunch of evasion <laughs> yeah i mean even me so i'm at 344 dp after my obsidian piece and at places like orcs and castle ruins if i don't have a weapon i still feel the need to pop calcs just to like really solidify that like i'm not going to be in any danger of dying yeah um if you have a pen or a tet or sorry, a duo Fallen God, and you have full like pen C9 armors, like most of the grind spots, you're gonna feel relatively comfortable. Like I, I don't feel unsafe at any grind spot these days, except for like a loon and maybe Turos if it's nighttime and I get hit by too much stuff. But none of the Hadoom spots are scary to me at all. Like not even a little bit. So um, as far as at your stage why you should quit or keep playing i mean if you're actually quitting because you feel too fragile like your problem is just solved by getting dp um but if there's other reasons you want to quit like i don't know I'm, i don't want to convince you to quit or not to quit you, you do what you want to do i don't know how to help you with that uh yeah i mean you you say that like you feel like it's taking up too much of your time and i mean at the end of the day it is a video game and it is an mmo like 
MMOs take a lot of your time. So it's just kind of a, is it worth spending the amount of time that you're putting into it? Is the, Are you getting enough enjoyment out of it to justify the amount of time that you're having to put into it sort of thing? And is the amount of time you're putting into it affecting the rest of your life, essentially? These are just kind of the, the judgments that you have to make on an individual level, essentially. Yeah. Um, if you're having fun and it's not ruining your life, play it. If either of those two things are false, don't play it. Uh, Blaryx says, with a quick upload this time, GG. Oh my god, dude. It, ha it must have been a while. That's three comments. Uh, Mayo says, playing Kuno, then trying in class with Excel D, Excel movement makes me feel miserable. It immediately ruins it for me. Also, Frosty, your points in your piece were excellent. I hope your piece gets noticed. Thank you. Uh, Sa Svarner Troon says, why does the sage stand like a giant? Is he a human-giant hybrid? Maybe make him immune to slows. Could easily justify it from a lore perspective. It'd be something new and it would help him not feel so terrible in PvP. I think the drill should be fairly tanky anyway. Otherwise, stronger guilds can just ignore PvP and destroy the drills over low-tier guilds. Two things. One, as we learned last week, giants are actually just humans, just mutated humans. So uh, it's not like a cross-species type thing, I don't believe. It's either you have the mutation or you don't. Secondly, if any class needs to be immune to slows, it needs to be Succession Nova. If any other class gets immune to slows before her, I'm going to be really fucking pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, a lot of people have said this a million times, but yeah, slow stacking just needs to be removed, and then maybe everyone would feel less bad about slows. True. Uh, but yeah, I agree with the Excel D cell thing. It's it's freaking terrible. It feels really bad. Um, and then what did he say about drills? Sorry, there was oh, a lot in there. Oh, talking about the uh the guild drill. He thinks it should be fairly tanky. Otherwise, stronger guilds can just ignore PVP and destroy the drills over low tier guilds. Yeah, well, that's why, like, when we talked about the rewards, like, there needs to be, there needs to be incentive to go kill stronger guilds drills rather than weaker drills. So this is why you can't have, like, a base reward that's too good, because then people will just go kill low-bee guilds drills just for the base reward. Whereas, you know, if you have a guild like Cho Nation or Snake or, you know, other siege guilds, right? If you kill their drill, you get like a bunch of good shit. So it's actually you're incentivized to go like destroy their shit as compared to the nobodies. It just has to be done via the rewards that you get for destroying the drill. I heard someone say he is part like he is giant I, for some re actual reason. I can't remember what, though. I don't know. He is. I, I did see there's someone who posts on Reddit a height graph for all of the classes. And the Sage actually is uh, taller than all the other male classes aside from Giant, but they're not as tall as Berserker is. Um, a max height Sage, I believe, is just slightly uh, taller than a absolute min height Berserker. Now, so, if what if the Minhai Berserker is standing up straight? Since you know he has that fucked up back. No, they they calculate the heights with every character standing up straight completely. Okay, but well, they do have a weapon up back. weapon put away and everything. Yeah. 
Dude, I saw a Reddit post that was interesting that showed a, uh, I think it was a sage, but it was a sage next to like just a picture of an actual human, like side by side, like yeah. a male human. You saw that? And the male human yeah. had like, it was like perfect shape with a big old butt. And he's like, dude, how come like, how come every female class has like these large boobs and a huge ass, but the male classes have these sunken into the ass. And then like the first comment was like, this man's be standing here looking like a swamp folk. <laughs> it's so funny. Because <laughs> uh, he's like yeah. slouched forward. It looks so funny, dude. Uh, yeah, it is kind of strange. Like his, I, I never actually noticed it before, but his posture whenever he's just standing there is like very confusing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He's like not just standing up like normal. Like you said, he's like slouched over. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, Lonely says, hey, big fan of the podcast throwing a suggestion. How about having a section where you guys talk about your own goals slash current gear progression every other podcast? would be interesting to hear what you're all what y'all individual plans are. Well, Nayashi and, and Reslar don't progress their gear, so the segment yeah. would be very here's, short. Here's the, here's the issue with this idea. Frosty would have the same goal for like two months at a time, right? He would just like every podcast, he'd be, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm five bill closer to the, the goal that I mentioned a month ago. Uh, Nayashi would just get like, talk about his often all the time and <laughs> he would he would he loves that thing and i would just get verbally abused by the comment section and by the twitch chats because i'm a gearlet so i don't i don't think that's actually a good idea at all <laughs> now again i, I keep reminding Rezar of this he doesn't have to be a gearlet he chooses to be he could literally sell his fake gear armor and buy real armor but he doesn't want to is it because of the skin what is it about Blackstar that makes you love that armor so much? I don't know. There's a couple things. Uh, I like that it lets me grind at a little bit higher spots than my gear score would entail. Um, like, you know, whenever you're like, oh, at that gear score, you're going to just die at Tauros, but I don't. So that's nice. Um, also, yeah, the look of it is really nice. Uh, I am a, a costume aficionado. So being able to have boss armor that doesn't look like dog shit is pretty nice. Um, you should see it on Kuno. And also, they give her chain shorts. <laughs> Fucking pisses me off, dude. And uh, I don't know. I think similarly to how you look at hash, uh, succession hash, where it's like you kind of want to learn to play Awakening because you feel like there's a million fucking succession hashes. I kind of feel the same way about Blackstar. Like, who in their right mind goes full black star? It doesn't make sense. Are you gonna go pen no. black star eventually? On each piece? Uh probably. <laughs> See that. I mean I do have insane. I do have a two hundred stack uh that once we acquire some hammers, probably at the next actual anniversary, not regional anniversary of the game. I'm assuming is the next time we're gonna get pen hammer or uh hammers. I'm gonna go for uh, to pin uh, black star attempts, although I'm not quite sure whether I'm going to do main hand or awakening yet. Yeah, dude, I, I feel like <clears throat> I wasn't going to get black stars. I was just going to forego it entirely. But I'm just like, dude, as they release new spots, whenever this new winter region comes out, I don't want to have 25 less monster AP than everyone else that's at end game. That's a lot. It's a lot of gear to yeah. be missing. So I also. Listen, this is 
just purely speculation. I have no evidence for this whatsoever. But I have a feeling that they're going to buff Blackstar via this Obsidian-type gear on the Hadoom servers. Like, I think they're going to come out with Hadoom spots in Kalfion, where you're going to be able to get Obsidian pieces for your Blackstar weapons. Then they're going to come out with uh, Hadoom spots in Medaya, where you can get Obsidian pieces that actually affect pin Blackstar armors, because right now it doesn't. And then they're going to do Hadoom and Valencia. This is obviously, like, years down the road, right? But that's that's what I think they're going to do at some point. Yeah, they could do it easily, too, like, where... They could have you get one more level with the obsidian stuff, like maybe one more augment, and then it like just doubles your chance to succeed on a pen black star. So if you had like a 200 or like a 150 stack, that'd normally be like a 3.9% chance. It's instead like a seven. So it's actually realistic to get and technically easier than a, a pen armor or something along those lines. You know, I'm just throwing numbers out. Yeah, but, something like that could work. Or a force enhance. I think people, other people would probably be pissed about Force Enhance. Dude, I, I, people, so we recently got, I completely forgot to mention this, but we recently got this change with the, the Kaposha accessories. Mm -hmm. What are, what are your thoughts on this change? Where like, you basically get every Kaposha accessory earlier now up to 61. And then after 61, it's all try accessories. Seems fine to me. Dude, I have been hearing a surprisingly high amount of people complaining that it's not fair new players are getting that. And I, I just like, it's blowing my mind. I don't know. I mean, hasn't everyone complained for like years that it doesn't make sense, the Kaposha rewards with the levels that you're able to obtain and that they needed to be changed? Yeah. Well, I, I pretty specifically remember people complaining about that for the past, like, I don't know, like two years. Here's my bare stand, my bare minimum standard. Reslar, if Reslar used to have to go for plus 15 and do a Mark of Shadows. So if he's not complaining about Kaposha, you shouldn't be either. And he's the biggest whiner in the entire game. That is true. So if Reslar is not complaining, you probably are especially not supposed to be complaining. You know? It just doesn't matter. I, I, I just don't really see a valid argument for why the Kaposha thing should have changed. Now, if we want to talk about Narkillion, mm, that, that's where we... So what's your issue with that? Because you can only get like bit. one piece per family anyway, right? No, you can get all of them. My, but, my Sage has full Narkillion gear okay. right now. But what's the issue with it? Like, what, what is your problem with it? My issue with it is it's essentially just handing out Tri-Blackstar, which is like... Well, why? Well, no, but it's technically worse than Tri Black Star, especially in PvP. It's just straight in up PvP, worse. yes, yes. But I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I, I understand like giving them like more stuff, like letting them catch up to like the bare minimum faster. Like this does make sense to me, and I'm not saying that they should still have to do the same thing that I did like fucking four years ago, but. I don't know. Narkillion just seems like it went just a little bit too far to me, at least for right now. Maybe you can warrant Narkillion in like a year, but I don't know. Like I mean, my sage, my sage has three hundred DP. Yeah, but isn't that borderline just gear. like? Isn't it borderline just slightly worse to Vala? And people uh, don't is really it have... slightly worse to Vala? 
I think, I mean, I think you can do like, if you have everything upgraded or whatever, you can do more damage in PVE slightly, but it's like Tuvala is better and we never had a problem with Tuvala. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but Tuvala is also attached to seasons, right? This Narkillion you just get for doing the main quest line. Right, but they removed seasons for a while. Right. So I, I feel like for a new, I don't know, like a new player right now doesn't have a path. Actually, I feel bad because Bear, so a lot of people, I wish they told us that seasons were not coming back way ahead of time for a while because I actually have a lot of people ask me like, hey, um, I don't like my character. Should I delete it and start over? And like my answer was always like, well, we're probably going to get a new season in a couple weeks. So I would say just stick it out, get what you can and then start a new character on the new season. And now that's like not an option. Or there's a lot of people starting out where the seasons are not an option. And I don't know, just to like give advice to people, it would be nice to know that they were not going to do seasons for a while. So I wasn't like misleading people because now I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and then like other people like Bear, Bear has a friend that just started playing. I think it's his IRL friend that like uh, he just started playing a week ago and the season ends and now he's not going to have like those materials or be able to get any of those fail stacks or the rewards that you get from seasonal. So that like kind of sucks too. So I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, Sizen says it's slightly worse Tuvala, slightly better Oasis. It's also PVE focus instead of PVX like Tuvala. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, I think because it has similar like stats or whatever to the Black Star, people compare it to that. But it's like a Black Star is like way better. Like a Tri Black Star is actually just better. Especially, I guess my, my main. My main issue with it isn't even necessarily the stats. It's how easy it is to obtain. Because literally all you need is Pen Naru gear, which is literally free. You just do yeah. the main quest line and you have Pen Naru gear. And then you turn that in and waboom, slightly worse Tri Blackstar. Like at, getting Pen Tuvala is actually not like a super easy thing to do. You actually have to like throw fail stacks and shit at it, right? Yeah. Like it's it's actually not an easy thing to just wham bam thank you ma'am I got pin Tuvala it actually is that easy to get a uh, pin Naru like you just keep slapping it until it goes and there's nothing right. like there's no worry yeah I mean yeah I I get I get that I don't know I guess like the games I just feel I guess I always I just keep feeling I almost am at the point where I don't even really care at all what they add like the game feels like it's old enough now that. I just have flashbacks of Blade and Soul and Terra where you start the game and you feel like you're never ever going to catch up because you're doing dungeons that people stopped doing seven years ago <laughs> then by yourself begging for help and that's the only way to get gear or whatever. I don't know. I think it's okay, but I, I could see why some people would be upset, but at, at least for me, I it feels fine since it's PvE only. It's like not the worst thing. Um... I imagine they'll just keep making it a little bit easier every year. It's probably like a yearly thing because like Oasis came out last year in seasons then this year now this and it's like slightly easier to get. It probably will continue to get easier. Well, uh, Oasis wasn't even really a new player thing. That was a thing that they came out with for Rona, remember? Because everyone was quarantined. Yeah, but I think deep down it was like, hey, if you're stuck at home and you're trying out BDO, you could just get gear from Oasis. Because most veterans didn't really need it except for like boss alts. Uh, 
It is super nice for boss alts. It's really great for boss alts. So now the Narshilian gear. Wait, can you only get one set per family with the new gear? How I don't know. I haven't tried to get it on a second character. I just got it on my Sage. What's your Sage's AP with that setup? 235-ish, I think. So you could probably get 6k at Star Zone. Sounds good. Uh, Dreadspark says... <laughs> uh, feel free to skip the TL to the TLDR because this is too long, friend. Okay, so I want to just tell you this, Dreadspark. I I have read this and and I'm sure Reslar and Nayashi. I'll make sure they read it as well. So when we TLDR, doesn't mean we're not going to ever read it. Just it's super long. So just letting you know. But TLDR summary: Intuitive stats with no scientific background until begun Shy need helps. This fix alongside T3 add-on neglect means Shy is about forty percent less effective at both surviving. And damaging in 2021 than 2019 solo play and about 60 percent less effective in groups why is shy the one class where it's okay to nerf them directly bug fix awaken skill or indirectly through exclusions t3 add-ons pvp damage between value classes if it is fair to tell shy to re-roll then not a one of you may ever complain about meta or which wizard because then you should just re-roll too right no it's not it's not fair to tell you guys to re-roll i do say it half jokingly but mostly because you guys are in rbf stiffening us for no reason um but yeah, I, I think all three of our opinions on shy is that it just needs to be reworked into like an actual class yeah i i've always that said the, that that the whole oh this isn't a normal class thing that they try to do it just didn't work and now it's like caught halfway between this it's not a real class but it is thing that's kind of bullshit yeah I don't like Shy's design in general. I, I never liked the idea of like a life scale PvP fun donkey riding class. It it just needs to be an actual class that can yeah. do everything and is decent at everything. Um, Fitzgood says, I think Sage is fine the way it is, that being slower but hard hitting. If it had longer SA, it would be too much of a monster. Maybe instead of SA, it can be front guard for PvE. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, it doesn't feel good in P... Dude, you go to Thornwood on a Sage, that feels awful. You're just getting stiffened and stunned constantly. It feels really bad on Sage. Like, at some on some places, you can, like, make do, but, I don't know, at, at a place like Thornwood or, or Tauros, it does not feel good having no protection. Uh, Zeagle says, Bragi Den should swap to Volterra Flame since the Shard of Furious Knight is the one you need for both the HP and the crit damage upgrade. Swapping the element of Castle Ruins is more complicated since you have to swap it and then it means you can get the Accu Neck, Narc's Lightning, or the DP Neck, Akira Tide, which means bringing more money on an already very good money power spot. Both Volterra Flame spots already have good money power value. It would be hard to swap um, their elements. Also, apparently Sage is a non-human, according to a Reddit post. Um, it looks like a human, speaks like a human, but he isn't one. I wish the devs would have given him some visual indication of this. He actually is the last member of a now extinct race called the Ancients, who lived long before humanity appeared. It's clearly stated the knowledge entries that Ancients weren't humans. They were so advanced that humans and barbarians worshipped them as gods, and they awoke after they died, lived a second life with slower aging. That's interesting. So, there you go. He's not a interesting. Human. Uh, Draco AK says Warrior's damage is so meh. New awakening skill is so lame it's retarded. Another skill to get CC'd in. Rework. 
Yeah, I just I, I'm not I'm not on board with you here, man. I'm sorry. I think Warrior's damage is okay. It's not I don't think it's insane. I know slashing hits hard, but the overall kit damage isn't isn't insane, but it's not like so bad and, and I don't know, the new skill's fine. It's whatever. It's just a catch or a re CC. It's not anything too crazy. And I've always said like I think although the ninja one ended up being better than I thought it was gonna be, but I always I felt like the ninja and the warrior ones were like, hmm, what do we do to this kit? Because this kit's pretty good. Um Maybe let's just add something that's fun or flashy and just like not as necessarily needed. Um yeah, I don't I don't think their damage is meh at all. You probably just need accuracy. That a lot of these classes get stuck where like Warrior has good accuracy modifiers and everyone convinces themselves that they don't need accuracy because of it, and then they get like two seventy seven AP or two eighty one and they can't kill people and they wonder why. They think the class just sucks. Uh, Eumenidai says, my comment got deleted again for a second week in a row. YouTube, please, what is this type of censoring? Reddit, Reddit's reaction to Frosty's The Elephants in the Room summarized why I can't take Reddit seriously and I only use it for posting memes and get upvotes because when you want to have a civilized discussion, people are too fast to get wrong conclusions or too attached to their own ideas, which makes the discussion kind of pointless. I prefer having a chill discussion with the guys in the podcast, so when is the next guest coming? We'll have a guest soon. I have a plan to try to get a couple guests on that I will uh, share with Resler and Nayashi in the week. We'll see what happens. Um, edit this thread. Also, yeah. Continue. No, he, he said, edit this thread has also been locked by moderators of the R Black Desert Online. I'm not the only one getting censored. Kick W. Um, what you want to share that comment that got deleted? Which one? The one that you sent me and Nayashi on the Reddit post. That was really funny. Oh, uh, let me see. Did it get deleted? It did. I went and looked for it and it was deleted. Okay, here we go. I don't know if they deleted it or if like a moderator deleted it, but either way, it's not there anymore. All right, here's what he said. Black Chonky Kitty 1313 said, this was in, my res in response to the uh, Reddit post. Um, about Wizard and Witch. Lols, this is what that shit show the value pack has come down to. A shitty pay-to-win whale-me-more reroll coupons Kuno, laggy-ass Zerk racist Alex Jones wannabe, and a shaky bay fanboy Maywa crying over suck whiz re. Oh, and his nobody-asked-for-your-opinion male chauvinist making anti-gay and slurs in Discord on Twitch friends, Cy Bear, imagine giving money to these kids. Well, I guess you gotta pay the circus sometime. So that last line, I actually do have to give him credit for because that last, those last two lines are kind of, they hit hard, you know? That shit's kind of clean. <laughs> uh, I also do love the way he spells chauvinist, which is completely wrong with an S, but, yeah. you know, is what it is. Uh, yeah, so he was very upset. And also he hates Bear, I think. Yeah, there was a lot of things that were very confusing about that entire comment. Yeah. Dude, he said whale me more coupon Kuno, dude. It's fucked up. <laughs> um You can't you can't even buy coupons anymore. Is that even relevant? <laughs> we found the next guess. Yeah, I know you can't even buy coupons. I have to fucking spend my silver now. Can't even whale me more, dude. Uh Zubrimo says, Yeah, that was um look, there was a lot of there was a lot of discussion on that on that Reddit post. Um, I'm not sure why it got locked. I don't know what happened. 
but the conclusion from i mean people were mostly overwhelmingly like positive or even if they didn't agree like you can have disagreements like people don't realize like you can disagree with somebody's take on something without like insulting them um but then there's a lot of people that can't do that they can't they can't separate like hey i i don't agree with you on this and instead just like insult you so I, you know i was insulted quite a bit over the last week but i found it entertaining and fun um the end conclusion is the only reason suck wizard no one really thinks suck wizard is a problem the only reason i want it nerfed is because i suck at kuno <laughs> that's the yeah the that was like the, that was like the second highest comment i noticed was like someone linking a, a streamable of uh you chasing this wizard around on this fucking mountain and him just like teleporting around you and uh i think he like resisted your grab or some shit like that and then you got killed because of it yeah it was fine you know it's fine happens you know sometimes we have bad days sometimes we get resisted sometimes we play poorly i also i uh i didn't even remember that <laughs> but, but now that i remember that that happened it's uh, it's funny I also, the, the thing that's the most tilting about that streamable is that my teammate watched it all happen. He was up on a hill just watching. He didn't help, he didn't come <laughs> help me with the suck quiz, dude. I don't know what kind of node war I'm in or my team doesn't want to help, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, sounds that like clip, every, sounds like every RBF ever. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things. There was uh you know, I'm, I'm just really bad at Kuno. There's another person said, I just don't have any gear, which is crazy. Another person said, I, I don't know what any of the classes do. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know what the wizard skills are. I'm uneducated. I, I don't know anything about wizard. I shouldn't like have an opinion because I don't main wizard. There's all sorts of stuff that is uh, just preposterous. But it was a it was a fun discussion, and I'm I'm glad the community is talking about it. And clearly, I'm not alone. There's a lot of people that are uh, not super thrilled with way the way Node was are because of those classes. So is what it is. Um, Zuprimo says it's better to give other classes a counter skill than nerfing top classes. Give Striker and Mystic 20 to 30 second slow immunity buff, and give Warrior or Shy a huge magic damage reduction party spell. That only applies to the party, not the caster, and it's going to instantly improve guild's class composition. I am, All right, so I could see the idea of stuff like that helping. Those particular buffs would be rough because you got to remember, if you give uh, the, the slow immunity is one thing, but uh, having Shy give a huge magic damage reduction spell that only applies to the party would... It doesn't just nerf... Which whiz? It nerfs Hash and Sage and Sork and DK. Dark Knight and Tamer for no reason. So it's not, that's not like a super good idea. Um, I do agree with most people, and we've, we've talked about this on the show before. Like, you do want to ideally lean towards buffs before nerfs. I've always said this, I've always felt this way. Even back when, when Ninja, before it got nerfed. I thought it would have been cool to bring people up to Ninja's level at the time. Um, but sometimes, like, sometimes the level is just so high. And it's like, it actually is easier to change something that's making people not have fun playing than to go through and try to figure out what, what can we change on 22 classes to bring it up to this level. Because it would have to be, like, such a massive amount of changes. Uh, 
The other thing too, like every wizard that tells me like, oh, well, if you change wizard, it's just going to kill it. Like if you, if you remove their slows, it'll be dead. If, if meteor was either unprotected or didn't have the stiffen, you would kill the class. It's like, you know, every ninja said the same thing about bladespin float and ninja seems pretty all right. They all said that once you take out float from bladespin, they're never going to be able to participate in large scale or node wars. And, uh, you know, that turned out to be uh, not true. They figured and out. Then, they figured it out. And people said the same thing about Warrior and Valkyrie lingering SA. Like, there have been multiple instances of people saying, wait, if you change this amount our class, our class is going to be literally unplayable. And that is yet to be proven true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that all haven't been said. I've been on the receiving end of nerfs, and I totally understand the fear of getting over-nerfed or being nerfed to a point where you can no longer participate in anything. Nobody wants that either. I, I don't want that for anybody, not even wizards. I, I'm very clear about that. I do not want wizard or any class to not be playable. I think that everybody has different tastes and people want to play what they like in Node Wars and Siege and 1v1s. So it's like... um. I don't know. I, I want everyone should be able to play their class. Like a, a tame every time I see Kerr grinding on his guardian, knowing how much he actually likes Tamer, but Tamer's so inefficient, like that it's sad. That's sad. I hate that. Like he should be able to grind on his Tamer. He's always liked Tamer and he can't grind on it because it's just so wildly inefficient and difficult to grind on. So it's like that sucks. I don't want that for anybody in PvE or PvP. Um Matteo Audit says, just wait for Sage Awakening to be Iron Man with Caged Black Spirit as a power source. Edit. It would be too strong to have the yellow ring cut piece drop at Castle Ruin. The ring cut profit is drastically reduced right now since the two best spot or castle dropped the same shard red and you are forced to go into lower income zone to get the other shards, blue slash yellow. If the whole ring cup is available at the two best zones, you drastically increase the profit from grinding these areas. But yeah, it would be nice to see the Black Stars component swapped out of the high-end zone. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, I like I mentioned last week, I just don't really think it makes a whole lot of sense the way that they did it, like currently the way it is. I think there are multiple changes that you could theoretically make that would help alleviate the situation. Uh, and the way that they have it set up right now seems to me to be like objectively the worst <laughs> way they could have done it. Um, Titan Squirrel says, surprise you guys didn't talk about how the sage makes any horse look like a donkey. P.S. I think the magic or the punch magic he uses in pre-awakening would fit the fighter awakening if that theory proves true pretty well, but we'll have to see. Edit. I am an e-boomer and just figured out how to edit my comments on mobile instead of commenting on my own comments. Congratulations. Yeah, it's actually awesome. Uh, someone in my chat says, unpopular opinion, switch out Voltaic with Thunderstorm in succession. A lot of problems should be fixed. I don't know if they would be, actually. <laughs> dude, um, that's, that's Bear's, Bear's like, dude, make Wizard have to use Aqua Gel and Bull <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the... That doesn't even tackle one of the single biggest issues with the kit, which is Frigid Fog, right? The amount of damage it does, how fast it is, the fact that it can freeze you even through protections. Like, it's 
there's so many issues with just that skill alone. Um, but anyway. Uh, Cryptic Villain says, I'm Reslar, never gets old. Uh, Raw Fury says, was Nova a little bit of a letdown for y'all? By the way, I still don't know what my King's Key does. Oh, yes. Yeah, we do still have that King's Key. Um, for me, not 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 Awakening so much as as Succession because I really like the animations, but ended up ended up not being a style I didn't I enjoy in any way. So, yeah, kind of, but more so because yeah. my expectations were too insane. For me, Nova was huge disappointment. I was really excited to play uh, Tower Shield Bib, standing in the front lines, you know, being able to absorb all this damage and just kind of laugh at them. And instead, you get slowed and you get grabbed and you're dead. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah, so, uh, someone's asking, how does Frigid freeze through protections? Does Frigid have a bug? I experienced that, but that was my ping. I, I actually tested this because someone said it. I I went in, into BA and had someone use Frigid Fog on me 10 times in a row on a frontal guard uh, skill and 10 times in a row on an essay, and I never got CC'd out of my protection. So I, I think the, the thing is that happens is because it's... Well, it's desync plus it's a multi-tick, so it's like it's going to find that opening on more than one attempt. So it's like more mm -hmm. likely to find it than a skill like uh, Lunatic Discus, for example, that only has just one possible chance to CC you. Um, plus it comes at a weird time, like right after uh, Voltaic, like a lot of time a wizard will jump in, people try to defend themselves against Voltaic and then like let their guard down or their skill animation ends and then Frigid hits you right after. Or you transition to use another skill and, and that's where you get hit. So it just, it's in a, it's in a weird place that you end up getting caught a lot. Uh, Reslar's theory that the Sage Awakening may have something to do with the Black Spirit kind of makes sense. His succession revolves around his E-buff and his Awakening is all about his Z-buff. What a shit class design though. <laughs> is this Awakening all about his Z-buff? I mean, we don't know. Or Z buff, I think they said. Yeah, we don't know. We don't they know said, if it does that yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it would make sense, but at the same time, it wouldn't because how is he going to defeat the Black Spirit if the Black Spirit still has control over every other character in Black Desert Online? Doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Clo Killer One says, "Frosty is a hero of the people. Please also add they should fix their stupid naval karma system and add more ships and sea content. They really should. Um, yeah, they should uh, add that stuff and fix that stuff. Fun fact: the the one suck tamer in this game that's also in my guild, uh, Kevin. He uh, he legitimately quit this game for like two months because he attacked one ship and got negative like a bunch of naval karma." And now, like, anytime he goes out to the water, he's just, like, instantly fucked, basically. And he's, like, he says it's it's really fucking annoying. And the only way that he can get his karma back is by sea monster hunting, which he doesn't do. So. Yeah. It's rough. And it's family-wide. Um, yep. That happened to Bloom, too. And the karma system just changed. He didn't know it changed. And he was, like, bartering. And he was, like, stuck on somebody. So he killed them and then was like negative 50k and it took him like six hours to get back to zero. 
because he started at zero. I, I forget why, but yeah, he was like at zero karma or whatever, and then he went naked. I was like, what the fuck? Um, question, you guys know how every week people run Global Lab patch notes uh, through Google Translate and almost every sentence makes no sense? What if PA does the same thing with our feedback and has no idea what's going on? Ooh, I would not be surprised. True. I would not be surprised if there was an element of that where they're like, uh, this person says that like, like with the Excel D cell thing or something, it's like, they're saying something about, they wish that this had acceleration horsepower on a Sage. I don't know what that means. What do you think they're asking for here? It's like, I don't know. It just says horsepower acceleration, something to do with pistons. We don't have those in our game though. And then some, some guy in the back, he's like, I got it. They want horse racing. And they're like, oh, of course, of course. All right, we'll 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 get to work on that. Panda said, wait, tell him to come back. There's a quest to fix that now. Apparently there's a quest to get your karma back. I don't know. Yeah, that's what Mina just said in my chat too. She said, there's a repeatable quest now, which allows you to restore sea karma without a ship. Yeah. So that's interesting. <clears throat> uh, Okay. Okay, so thank you, Frosty. I was wondering how slash if we could get rid of that chain. I don't know what Cheney's talking about. Uh, by the way, you all know if what it's like trying to CC a Maywa spamming direction RMB all day, bum rush you, fail to kill, then run 20 miles away again in SA only to stand in key block. This guy wants SA on skills. Shit, make the dashes iframe all day instead. Then he says, listening to your letter about Wiz, wondering if you'll mention that after all the OP skills, slows, etc., you manage to somehow half health them. They just double TP out and heal. Good if it's new. TLDR to Wiz, the arena in BA, one meter takes up the whole arena, no escaping this meteor. Um, yeah. All, Ali Speed says, fact, all people that claim Sage isn't that slow have used the reroll coupons on him and didn't have to level him up. Remember this next time you hear someone cl claim Sage is not that slow. He is pretty slow, even leveled up and with everything. But I can imagine when he's low level, he is absolutely like just molasses. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I leveled him up. It wasn't that bad. Dude, he's he's slower than Awakening and Wiz and Witch. Also, the new Witch skill is really cool. I think it looks so cool. Uh, Sage. Oh wait. Uh, Supermaxter says to address Frosty's issue with the passive getting reset in order to reduce cooldown buff. You can always reset your cooldowns. So after the first e-buff, you can use to reset yourself in, in order to maintain that passive if you really want. Yeah, you can. But then your e-buff's up and you should probably just use it again and then lose the cast speed. I don't know. Uh, Sage Boyd says, kind of pissed I paid to tag Sage, but I have hope. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Frosty uh, feels your pain. I'm not pissed I tagged it. I'm just getting, I'm just kind of bored of it. Plus, it's like it's it was rough timing for me where it came out with all the awakened skills where I'm like, hmm, I want to try Kuno Awakening, I want to try Sork Awakening now, I want to see Ranger Awakening, I want to try all these other classes, but probably shouldn't. So I don't know. Um, there's definitely way fewer sages in RBF today than there were last week. I'll say that like way fewer. Couldn't you just couldn't you just untag and then? Just buy like tet weapons for those classes and then put the rest of your gear on it and just get a general feel for it. Like with tet weapons instead of having to actually tag. 
And then if you find something that you're like, ooh, this feels really, really good, actually, then you could tag it. Well, no, because I want to go to Node War and stuff. So, like, let's say if, like, like right now, if you untag, I don't, you, you don't have a tag right now, right? Nope. But let's say if you were, if you were curious how, like, you find, like, you know what? I've always wanted to try Sork. And you go to Node War with Oasis weapons. You're not going to get the same feel that you get with your main character. Like, Tet weapons for me are not only just a pen behind, but they're, like, a pen and 9 AP from Kafra's levels behind. Like, I actually lose, uh, 17 sheet AP by using a, a Tet weapon instead of my normal one. <laughs> Plus the three from the Penuver. Actually five, because my Penuver is C15. Uh so yeah, it's like it's like 20 AP sheet. So it'd be like, I don't know. If it's a very different feel. Plus all the accuracy. And it's not the same, you know? And then my perspective would be like, ah, it doesn't do as much damage, but not really, because like I don't have the gear, you know? It's not the same. That, that hash I told you about earlier in my guild, Death Reigns, he just joined my chat. He says, nerf wizards, buff, awaken, hash. No. Nerf them both into the ground. I don't want awaken, hash, buffs. I just want ensnaring sands redesign. And that class would be nutty. Uh, Alright, so let's see. Jimmy Assassin says, the desert is prime real estate. Edit, if you're someone that has a compass, that technically, yes, you could port someone to any of the zones or even use the guild TP skill as well. Uh, Lenny Kai says, speaking of wizards, I had a wizard call me busted on Sucknova the other day. Found that kind of ironic, especially seeing as when I started playing Sucknova, everyone kept uh, telling me it was trash. Now people won't even fight me except Zerkers with their four grabs. Even then, if they don't have the AP to basically one-shot me, they usually kill themselves. That's, that's what I was talking about earlier. You kill yourself fighting Novas now. Their pets are awful. Um, also, by the way, on Remaster, you can see where the Sage moves in TP. He turns into two little yellow balls. I play almost exclusively in Remaster, so I was always confused why people said he can't see where he's TPing. So you only see those two yellow balls if he has an ability charged up. So if you start an ability, then use the iframe and then release the ability, during that iframe, iframe you can see his, uh, his hands glowing even while he's invisible. That's not a Remaster thing. You can actually see that on Lois Optimal as well. Uh, Spectral says... Everyone knows he will get a mace and be Jace. Going to Hulk smash that ass. Also, Frosty, that response to your Reddit post by Jackie Felix. Fire. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch. Uh, Looney Lunatic Max Hammer says, "Is Nova?" Wait, really what? Wait, wait, wait. What was fun to watch? Uh, Jackie Felix posted a uh, a video, like a twenty six minute video of him, uh, like going over some of the things from my letter and uh, like disagreeing with them, basically. Or what's the what's the word? Um, delegitimizing them with like arguments or debate or countering them or saying they're like not the case. Uh, and you did you watch it? I did. I watched it on what? I watched it on stream and like interacted uh, with like pauses and stuff. When are you gonna post your forty-two minute video reaction to that video? <laughs> I mean, it's on the Twitch. Yeah, uh, it's on the Twitch. It's, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, I, when I watched, well, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is going to be, like, a lot to take in. And then when I watched it, like, he actually mostly agreed with a lot of the stuff, so it wasn't that crazy. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything too crazy. I'll send you the video, though. Um, 
Looney Lunatic Max Hammer is Nova really that bad? Can she at least grind? No, Nova is not that bad. And yeah, she can grind really, really well. Awaken Nova is like one of the best grinders in the game. Like actually one of the best now. Takes a little bit of practice to get used to, and it's super like active. Like you, it's has no chill, but it's very good at grinding. And Succession, I don't know how good Succession is at grinding. Succession Nova's tell me it's pretty okay, but I haven't seen any legit numbers recently to back that up so i'm not too sure um tim says warrior damage isn't nutty ever been hit by slashing the dead yeah slashing the dead is is good damage i don't know if it's nutty i mean is it more damage than like shadow stomp or like ancient wave or the new skill or grim reaper i it's not like that crazy it's like good damage but it doesn't seem that crazy to me um unsheathed 195 or 193 says, is it just me or have classes that have been steadily releasing since Guardian been less and less fleshed out? Like it feels as though they have just been rushing to pump out these classes and they aren't ready yet. Sage just feels awful to play. It's slow and clunky. And while yeah, I know he's missing two prime skills and rebombs. His kit does not feel complete in any way. His protected skills are a joke at best. PA, we want the new classes. It adds more variety to the game, which is great, but we don't want some of the sham of a class just thrown into the game a uh, world that isn't complete yet. It puts a bad taste in people's mouth um, when their first impression of the class is terrible. One more thing, Frosty, what is that basic-ass Windows background? Do you play on a computer at a school or a public library or something? Keep up the good work, my guys. <laughs> dude, it's very... It's n a non-assuming Windows background. I don't know... What do you want from me, dude? It makes me feel like I just opened my computer out of the box. Jesus, dude, people are so harsh. No, schools are closed. I'm not playing in a public library. What the fuck? Um, also, schools are closed in California. They're actually opening now, but schools have been closed in most of the country for a long time. That's uh, not a California thing. Uh, not in uh, Nyashi State. Well, no. The schools have actually been accepting double the normal members post <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah. I wanted to say, I do think there's a little bit... I don't think classes have been like unfleshed out um as much as people think like you could make the argument for nova but i don't think it's true with guardian or hash uh you just have to remember we didn't get the class on our server until it was like really really finished um i went through i was talking with a friend about this a while back um i'm gonna forget the number but I went through the awakening hash and the succession hash changes before we got the class. Before like we actually even got the class, it had um patch notes similar to the one the the last version of the Sucknova patch notes you saw. Hash had that set of patch notes for seven straight patches. And we never got to see or feel any of those differences or changes because we got the finished or almost finished product where we only got like one set of changes same thing with like guardian and like other classes like we just are not we get them usually when they're mostly done or a bunch of bugs have been fixed and they have their full kit or mostly their full kit or their full kit it's like or we accept that it's just pre-awakening so it's useless now that it's suck people i think kind of expect it to be more complete but it's really not done it hasn't had changes so i i don't think they're less fleshed out than normal i think now we're just getting them earlier and KR's not the only one experiencing that because KR normally is going through that. They felt that way about Mystic 
and Striker and Lawn and Art. Well, I don't know, Archer, we all got um, when those first came out. So it's like, I don't know. I think it just feels different now because we got it first. Um, and there's a little bit of more expectation since it came with Succession, even though the Succession's not actually done. I don't know, anyone that played Archer when it first released do, you, released, do you remember when Archer first came out and we didn't have the quest that gave you his Q buff and like two of his abilities? Like yeah. he, he didn't feel done. He felt like it was missing shit. Like it felt bad. Um, plus there was a million changes like back and forth. Like his stamina was ass like because we got it at the same time. So it's, you know, I don't know. I just think now it's different because the release schedule is different. But a month from now, it'll feel all right. I think Nova feels pretty okay. I think Nova feels pretty damn fleshed out. Um, it's not to my personal taste, but I think it's it's actually a pretty thorough class now. I think... Uh, I do think the difference between Awakening and Suck doesn't feel good. But some people might be into it. I don't know. It's not my thing. Uh, Ochacha says, I'm loving both the Lawn and Mystic New Awakening skill. Not game-changing, but no complaints on the skills themselves. Yeah. Dude, I'm sad I haven't really got to try any of these. Uh, Lucas Franco says, Reslar, in Awakening, you could just obliterate people with enchanted physical prowess. Me. I can go with that. What is that from? Uh, I'm not sure. What is that from? I know he quoted you. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure either. But true. Uh, TriConnect says, Damn, Maywa talks a lot about that new skill. We love you, Nayashi. Uh, as for the witch skill, I'm so glad for that. Uh, sticking to Awakening Witch finally paid off. I love playing Awakening, dislike suck, and that guild isn't asking for me to swap to suck. I'm happy with Musa and Archer skills too. Damn, too many rerolls slash tags incoming. Tag system is why I regret going first for pen weapons before Tet Distos. Uh, from Tetnarks. Right now I'm going for Distos and constantly retagging is just terrible. Yeah. So one benefit of finishing your accessories before your weapons is that all your classes get to benefit from it no matter what and it doesn't make your tag more expensive. Um, we Gucci says, Hey, I'm hoping you can get a Moose on the show to discuss the new PvE changes. Yeah, that would be kind of nice. We gotta find a Musa though. We gotta find a Musa that's like not just a baby too, you know? Like this is how I feel with every class. Like if I, when I'm looking for a guest, if I'm like, dude, I really wanna have a blank, whatever class on. Like I actually think in my head, like who can I bring on that isn't just like an absolute Debbie Downer for the sake of being a Debbie Downer? Cause it's like, it's difficult to have a discussion about a class that like no matter what changes, it's like, nope, this class is fucking shit. Fuck this, this sucks. It's like, I don't know. I feel like those conversations are way less interesting than someone that's like, like when I spoke to Anfield, I actually, the first time we brought Anfield on, I thought that he was going to come on and be super negative, but he was actually like mostly positive. It's just that he was passionate about the things that he didn't like. Um, and I think that that's interesting when it's a little bit back and forth um, versus like either someone that just, everything about the class is perfect and someone that's like, no, there's nothing you can do. They can fix anything and it won't matter. I'll still hate it and be sad. Got to get like someone in the, on the in-between, you know? Yeah. I'd love to have a moose on to talk about their PBE changes. I'd love to have some people on like that have had major class changes recently. Uh, we haven't had a Sork on in a really long time either. It'd be kind of fun to have a Sork on. Uh, Raw Fury says, I'm sure 
a topic of discussion this coming Sunday is on the Global Labs class buffs. Is Kuno the redheaded child because PA literally sprinkles small buffs for them and it's sad. They may be the new Mooses and Maywas. Yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on the changes because I haven't got to experience them yet. But um, yeah, it was a little bit like kind of bummed me out. You know how Res they do these uh those breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like someone will take all the changes and and convert it into like just a total percent damage increase. I'm gonna give you some of these damage increase differences. All right, so keep in mind. Um, I'll I'll do tamer to tamer because ta- or tamer to Kuno because tamer and Kuno are probably similarly weak in PBE. They're, they're around the same level of of shit here. So tamer succession prime bolt wave got 152 percent damage increase in PVE. Lightning Earth one and two hits got 50 percent more damage in PVE. Lightning of Earth hit three got 66 percent more damage in PVE. All around spinner 50 percent more damage in PVE. All around spinner extra hit 40 percent more damage in PVE. Surging Tide, 25% more damage in PvE, and that's not including any of the crit damage changes, or the critical hit rate changes. And then the Kuno's changes are interesting. So Kuno is Shock and Rise, 42%, that's fat. Half Moon slash nothing. Uh, Wheel Wrath, 9%. Indignation, 20%. Moonstorm, 11 Spin Spree, 3 And Sauce, or uh, Chain Crash, 5%. It's like... Oh, like... Based on the numbers, it's like, oh, okay, cool. We'll we'll go from five thousand to five thousand fifty. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. I don't know. It does feel super low, but every time changes come out, I'm either surprised at how little it affects or how much it affects when it doesn't seem like that much. So I'm gonna withhold judgment until I actually get to feel it, because the chakram rise change and with it chaining to the flow might actually feel really good. Um, you never know. You never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Gwyn Lord of Cinder says, Twizzy has a YouTube channel with lawn montages. Probably the best lawn I've ever seen. Yeah, he's really good, dude. His mouse movement stuff is also nuts. It's really fun to watch. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, I yeah. I'd never heard of him until he uh, put my face in the dirt and just annihilated me. Have you seen any of his montages? I have not, no. You should. They're epic. Dude, he his combos look crazy, and the way he does like, the way he catches people with his mouse move forward up, just it looks so cool. He makes it look so cool. Um, Kevin Francis, please give him a badass two-handed weapon for awakening. Uh, touch my weasel <laughs> says, yo, Twizzy is a beast with that lawn, and he's really good at hash too, in my opinion. I actually didn't know he was still playing hash. I thought he went back to lawn. I haven't seen him on hash in a while. Uh, the Leaf Son says I'm Reslar. With a question mark. Uh, Moist Meatloaf says, Sage may be like a male Sork for awake, I think. Giving, but since Sork has the speedy, edgy thing going on, then gets a scythe, I picture him getting a slower hitting thing like a giant hammer, but infused with his time crystal thing magic. Like his cube is the head of the hammer, and when he hits it, it smacks the block animation in on the ground. I'm still blown away, Wiz, which is still an issue after I've been away for a few months. Was hoping this phase of the game would be done. Yeah, dude. Think? The hammer thing is kind of interesting. If the cube became the fucking actual mallet part of the hammer. That'd be neat. That'd be interesting. It'd be fun. I feel like one-handed would be way cooler, though, instead of two-handed. Like, even if it's a big hammer, but one-handed could be kind of cool. He's got the muscles to wield it. 
I think it'd be nuts. Um, NACL3 says, move over, strikers and hashes. Mooses are coming back to reclaim their throne. JK, they still bad. PS, buff suck whiz. All right, so, yeah, I, I actually think Moose is going to be kind of nutty after these changes, honestly. Because I, I think Moose is a little bit underestimated. Everyone says it's, like, really bad, but I don't know. I've been watching some videos of Moose's lately. I don't think it's that bad. It's, like, pretty close to average. And then these changes should make it feel pretty damn good. I know Moose's hate hearing that. I mean, you're getting the buffs anyway, so you don't have to be mad at me. You know, you're getting them. I'm not saying you <laughs> don't shouldn't get them. You should, but... I'm just saying, you know, for how much you complain, you would think it's tamer level. That's all I'm saying. Um, and that's uh, that's our show. That's all the comments. Thank you guys for commenting. If you uh, want to comment in the future, if you want us to read your comment on the show, we always, always do, as long as it's not just pure insults. Uh, you can go ahead and leave a comment on the YouTube when the episode is up. So the next one would be episode 105. Uh, we don't have Val for an hour, and uh, I'm hungry. So... <laughs> <laughs> I am ready to call it. You want to close right. this out? Yeah. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching slash listening. Uh, shout out to Nayashi. Couldn't make it here today because he is uh, getting a new house. So everyone congratulate Nayashi on that endeavor. Um, thank you so much to the patrons and all of the Twitch subscribers on our individual channels. Uh, if you want to check out our Twitch channels, you can find them in the description. Frosty's is twitch.tv slash sofrosty. Mine is twitch.tv slash notreslar. And Nayashi, who again isn't here today, you can find him at twitch.tv slash nayashi underscore na. Uh, we appreciate everybody for hanging out and talking with us today. And yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. You know you're my-